When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. This week's episode is brought to you by Steady. Steady is an app for finding supplemental work and tracking earnings. Steady makes it easy for people to find the right work so that they spend less time searching and more time earning money. Find the work, earn more money, and track your progress all in one place. Steady is easy and completely free to use. Download the Steady app on your iPhone or Android and use Steady on your computer at SteadyApp.com. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as K Friend. Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends Zone. The Search Show. I'm in the zone. And I don't think she said. This is our agreement because he would have announced that. Now, in continuance with our spotlight on black women at their best, this week we want to give a shout out to Quad Webb Lunsford, soon to be Quad Webb, of Married to Medicine Frame on Bravo Bravo TV. Now she actually is a talk show host. She's moving on up. She has a talk show called Sister Circle Live that comes on daily. She's a part of a panel of amazing black women, including Trina Braxton. And they were opining with Tony Gaskins Jr. this week about the B. Smith controversy. Now we're all well aware about how B. Smith was married or is married to a man. She's suffering from a quite advanced form of Alzheimer's disease. And she don't know what the hell is going on right now. And her husband then moved some other hoe into the house talking about that's his girlfriend and um, B would love her if she knew of her and, you know, all these things. And so there's been an uproar. OK, just like the song said, what the fuck, though? OK, <laughs> as soon as everybody saw what had taken place with him having this whore inside of the house. So this week, as they talked about it on Sister Circle Live, a panel again of four distinguished and accomplished black women, I knew I was going to get the truth. Ruth, and that's exactly what I got from Quad Web Lump Web Lump Web Lunsford. Okay, let me put some respect on her name. All three of them. Um, anyway, as Tony Gaskins made the point that because there's been a conversation around this issue that maybe B. Smith and her husband had worked an agreement out or an arrangement of some sort when she was first diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. That meant this type of crazy shit would be okay. You know, maybe they agreed it was okay. Tony Gaskin said that he didn't believe that was the case because obviously uh, B. Smith's husband, and I use that term very loosely, mm. he would have led with that as a defense. Quad being the 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 just the smart and kind black woman that she is she added to that conversation yeah because people online was wearing him out and they should have been what you got to say trina so let's break that contribution down really quickly 
Not only did she affirm Tony Gaskin's correct opinion, in my opinion, she also added that, and they should have been, which means that it was the right thing to do, and sometimes you need to be led by good intention. What a gem of information, again, from a black woman. That is our hashtag. It is, and they should have been, okay? (laughs) Offer help to any group that you feel needs it. Offer encouragement to any group that you feel is on the right path, just like Nicki Minaj's fans the Barbs this week who released Tommy Lauren's phone number mm. and they should have been you Wait, did with that you heard yes. it a Barb did that you heard it for the Barbs they didn't done they didn't oh came through God. with the come through this time yes. but the point is and they should have the been Holy and they should have been. been so shout out to Quai Webb for, for that gym Ms. that Qua, is Miss Quai she definitely got it she <laughs> definitely got it and with that being said and most importantly understood it's time to really quickly go through our three and three <laughs> QTNAs, which are questions that need answers and questions that niggas is asking. Oh my you know what time it is. Question one Was Yandy, oh Lord, the wife McKesson Smith, the wife, mm-hmm, not DeRay, the wife, because you know she's oh number one, God. life of wife, life. and number two, she's, a, she's an activist now, baby. So, was Yandy. The wife McKesson oh Smith recently pepper swayed, pepper spray. <laughs> See, God what don't she, like me. Yeah, and it's really about to go <laughs> there. He about to not You got your tongue tied. Was Yandy Smith recently pepper sprayed while perfor- while protesting <laughs> in front of the freezing cold Brooklyn jail with black pepper spray? No. <laughs> Was that what it was? Oh, okay. No, he did. Yes, he did. Shout out to Arikasha. <laughs> that's who. That's who led it. That's who went off on Yandy at the no. pro. No. <laughs> the Maybe they pep- seen her feet. Maybe we spray. didn't see that edit. Oh my god. Okay. Oh my lord, Dustin. <laughs> Question two. He's just getting started. Will French dressing Montana's <laughs> recently announced Las Vegas residency? Okay. Will it be designed as an ode to the Big Bang Theory called the Mukbang Theory, where he sits his greasy knuckled ass on stage and eats? Is that what his his Las Vegas residency is going to be? I want to know. Okay, question three. This one, I really, we got to get to the bottom of this. And I mean bottom. Instead of cancellation, so in lieu, for those of you that went to school, of cancellation, will Kevin Hart find redemption and much-needed humbling embarrassment by releasing an Instagram junior-sized video where he looks over an exposed shoulder, makes direct eye contact with the camera, while a loop is playing of Lloyd singing... She's five two. She's five two. She's five two. <laughs> really? Is that his payback? Really? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> Jeez. With those being asked, and most importantly understood, I want to take this here time and vision, because now this is a visionary moment. I want to take this opportunity to welcome all to the friend zone, which is your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness and mental hygiene, because who in the hell wants a musty brain? Hello, friend. (laughs) How do you do? How are you, Justin Ross? My Lord. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) 
It's like a the intro's turning into a ten minute one man <laughs> show. I'm tired. <laughs> I am tired. I got my dancing shoes on. <laughs> How are your weekends, guys? Weekends were good. Um, God bless Crystal. Uh, we went to an amazingly themed uh, happy birthday 28 and 3. <laughs> mm. The fact she had the pettiest, napkins. The pettiest party banners, I've ever been to. A cake. A cake. Yes. Oh, my God. Warmers for the food. I didn't even know what it meant. And she shot a video of me on her IG she stories did. of me sitting up looking at the band. But I was you, like, Chris, I'm going to think I don't, yes. this, I don't even know what team was She going to make it seem like you co-signing she that. Did. Yeah, I hope sports fans didn't come at you. No, they didn't. Good. She I'm said she was didn't. like, I'll beat anybody up that says anything mean. I was yes. like, okay, thanks. <laughs> but that was really fun. We yeah. didn't even watch or anything, but it was right. fun just being together. Literally we don't really get to went to boycott the Super Bowl together. Right. <laughs> that was great. I also got to see one of my really good friends um, who actually moved to Shanghai and started a really great business that I'm going to feature at some point here on the show. But um, I spent time with her. We Yay. had like a friend day. Um, I love her. Yeah, Aww. Sunday, midday fun day. So I went to brunch at Soho House and acted funny, used the right pronunciation of all my words. It was great. <laughs> Come on, Soho <laughs> House. It was cool. Yes. Asante, what'd you do? My weekend was great. I've been doing a lot of work. Um, I'm working a lot on my home and I'm also working a lot on my business. So there are a lot of things coming together at the same time. So a lot of new is happening this Black History Month. A lot of new. Yes. So I've been working a lot this weekend. Everybody's working for the weekend. <laughs> so what a great song. Yes. Working all weekend to get to a better place. And I'm just excited to share all of that as it comes up. Yeah. Uh, but that's how it's been for me. What about you, friend? Yeah, how was your end of the week? Come on, tell us about it. I'm still obsessing over curtains and <laughs> yes. rugs. Oh, yes. <laughs> I've, you know, now I've moved on to the living room. That's the <laughs> the project of the week mm-hmm. and so I, and you know it's in the air because Crystal is changing her whole place around yep. you about to start working yep. on your place Asante uh, mm-hmm. Jade is about to in about a week yep. she just got approved for a new place XD yep. hot, like everybody's in house mode and yep. like I got a new whole blanket <laughs> Really? What's mm-hmm. the material? Well, it's a comforter, but once you get a new comforter, the old one now becomes the whole blanket. Oh. Mm. So I'm very excited to welcome it to the fold, Actually. literally. Yes. <laughs> Wait, what happens? <laughs> what happens with the whole blanket? Well, you put it down when it's time for a hoe, yes. when you a hoe, yes. you know, it's time to hoe, you know. That's what you put it down. <laughs> put it down when it's time to put it down. That's what it is. Which is why I want to have another conversation about rugs with you at some point oh, as please. well. We could do a whole show uh, about on the rugs. flow hole. Uh, absolutely, you know, just in case. I'm so happy though, you guys. Like, I warmed up my living room because mm-hmm. it's winter, so mm-hmm. I got like heavier drapes for the curtains. I got like a faux animal hide rug for the yes. living room. You know, just very warm. Oh yes, brown ca- brown cow stunning. Brown cow. Right. It's just very warm, and I got, like, more earth tones, and it's just, oh, I just, wait till you guys see. When you open the door, it probably sound like a log crackling, don't it? Like, ooh, this is so cozy. (laughs) (laughs) My mom came over, um, and she was like... Okay, she was like, "What's what are you preparing for?" I was like, "Cut it out." <laughs> I needed to change. You know, I've been there for a lot of uh, years, mm-hmm. and considering the age I was when I first bought all that furniture and the age I am now, like mm-hmm. I'm two totally different people. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I'm not gonna 
throw everything out and buy everything new, but at least, you know, you want to update yeah. to kind of like yes. cater to how you're feeling now. A refresh. A refresh. Yes. And I, it's good. It's expensive. I've been kind of going ham. I yes. need to chill out a little bit. But I'm glad because I haven't purchased, if in the month of January, I didn't buy any sneakers. I didn't buy any clothing. Okay. So, that deserves a Hello. Shocker. I mean, it helps that we're not on tour. Right. <laughs> but, but I just didn't buy anything, you know, I guess house stuff is kind of superficial. I was about to say I didn't buy anything superficial, but it's at least it's, it feels good. Yeah. I mean, listen, now. you yeah, got to, like Gladys Knight and them said, you got to make yours a happy home. <laughs> so that that is what you were supposed to do. And if your mama came in there and said, okay, then your space is literally kid tested and mother approved. <laughs> but I really can't wait for you guys to come over because it looks so nice. And then now Damn. I have to work on the bedroom next, which I'm low-key. Mm. I know, yes. Well, you know what I was looking blanket. at? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, been, I've been looking at the Murphy beds with them convertible ones where Ooh. they like the shelves and shit. I'm like, damn, these are slick as fuck. That's a really cool idea. I remember I, I had someone that switched to that bed and mm-hmm. I remember I was like, I've never seen this in real life. Right? Yeah. And it was really cool because he had a music studio that was also in his bedroom so he wanted to make more space right so that was kind of his thing where he'd have people come over they'd work on stuff and nobody was sitting on his bed which is what he hated so he got a Murphy bed and it was so cool yes I I was watching tons of videos of where like it'll go up and then it'll be like a couch as well or you could like bring out them little tables and more chairs and shit I was like damn this is a whole lifestyle for real yo that'd be really dope it's very cute I thought they called it a Murphy bed because when people come in your room when you got one and they thought they was going to sit in the bed you can laugh like Eddie Murphy oh my god <laughs> 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 he looked over and I was like you already knew right I was waiting <laughs> right <laughs> you know what I would say I want a canopy bed uh, yes. the canopy beds look so yo I had one well, okay, when, I so was would the, you... when I was a little kid I had one up until I think we were in my grandma's house till I was seven I think mm-hmm. and my mom got me a canopy bed to kind of make up for the chaos of our lives living in that mm-hmm. crazy ass house she was like here's a pretty bed oh, but yeah. <laughs> where you can hide <laughs> with, with the uh-huh, uh, the little curtain what's it called and all like the, the drape. chiffon mm-hmm. drapery uh-huh. on it and I out of nowhere lately I've been like I want one again would you get it with little stairs and you walk up like it's a little higher or no cause you know I oh, like that's actually kind of so, cool so, <laughs> I love Elevate I, I, I love, love it I, some, I really I just really think about one. that I really want one I like I think the next time I move cause right now there's no way I'm buying a canopy yeah. bed like my bed is huge and heavy and it's big and the thought of moving that out and bringing another bed in feels stressful. Okay. But I'm definitely getting a canopy bed. No, can't you see? It? You know, it's like a piece, yes. like a layer. Yep. I read a book layer. one time where this girl had her bed in the living room. When you walked in her living room or her apartment, her bed was like, she had a four-post bed in the middle of her living room on like a platform. What? And then her bedroom was like a, you know, like a living room study area. But like that's, oh, that's she slept in the middle of the floor in this book. And I've always wanted to do that ever mm. since I read that in a book. But I ain't doing it. But I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, it, it would be cool, that right? That is a really cool idea. Yeah. Especially if the living room space is bigger. Yeah. yeah. Wood floors, beautiful, you know, wooden four-poster bed, bedding that, 
you know, drapes and hangs on the goddamn floor, drags the floor. Yes. You know what I mean? Ooh, pillows, so nice. fur pillows and shit all in the middle mm, of the floor. Mm. Make you just want to drop child. <laughs> so, yeah. I, yeah. And speaking of wood floors, sorry, we are adulting 101 right now. Yes. I bought a Hoover, <gasps> the hard floor. Friend. Oh, you got it. Yes. Yes. Crystal totally put me on because our other friend, uh, Nikki, put her on. Mm-hmm. And I saw it in her house and I saw her talking about it on Twitter. And then I was like, you know what? I need something new because I'm super old school. I get down and on the just, floor yeah, and wash with grease. a rag. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that's just, to me, nothing gets it cleaner mm-hmm. than doing it manually. But mm-hmm. I'm also about to be 50 years old. And my if body, you don't, close <laughs> your mouth. <laughs> I was witching. So I just I didn't feel like doing that no more. It just is a lot at this point. And so... Well, you're I a woman of today. A woman of a woman of today. Yeah. That's a nice way of putting it. Thanks, Dustin. <laughs> Whatever that means. No, I mean, you know what I mean? You ain't, yo, you ain't really getting down <laughs> scrubbing no motherfucking floors or how as you work <laughs> Hoover who's, who's scrubbing the floor Hoover nobody okay but continue I and I'm actually really excited mm-hmm. really excited to use it because it looks official I was watching videos as well yeah, I too I t- was watching videos <laughs> And it just, the fact that at this age, that's the kind of shit that excites us. Well, Isn't that funny? Well, well, well. there's a techie <laughs> wow. toy element here. Question, it can you put fun. water in it? Yeah, it's, See? A, it's that's yeah, what it's cool. Put you put the, yeah, it has one side for the water, one side for the solution, mm-hmm. and then one side for the dirty water, mm-hmm. which is genius because that the way The Republican side. <laughs> <laughs> And it's genius because that way you don't mix the clean water with the dirty water. Right. And there's no, you know, when you mop, mm-hmm. you're like spreading the nastiness mm-hmm. sometimes. I've never you, understood that. So I love it. I'm excited. Uh, Crystal was telling me that the first time she used it, it was like she never cleaned her floor before. Because it was <laughs> just the water was like black. She was like, holy shit, it's next level. So my floors deserve it. We deserve another round of applause for that. Actually. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? funny Haas yes. and I were literally texting each other wallpaper <laughs> pillows she tweeted about it she was like Fran and I texting each other about fucking rugs you yo. about to get another round of them when I move now I cannot wait I'm so excited <laughs> you and Jade man I'm ready that new, y'all, new. y'all just call me <laughs> happy black history month okay <laughs> but let's jump into this week's episode y'all yes. ready for that mm-hmm so on last week's episode titled Peggy Bundy, <laughs> Dustin and Asante allowed me to ask them questions about their experiences with homophobia in the cities. Why are you laughing? In the cities Quiz. they're from, in New York, and just their general day-to-day experiences. And as always, a ton of you had a lot to say. Who stood out to you, Asante? I want to give a shout out to Jessica in the email. She subject is black queer woman. She said this week's episode meant a hell of a lot to me. And I would like to mention one thing that you guys might not have thought about masculine presenting queer black women. And I did not think about this. (laughs) I am such. I absolutely will not walk down any street at night by myself. Luckily, I have not had two recently, and I now live in a suburban in Georgia, but when I lived in the DMV area, there were times that I would, it would come up. I'm 36, 5 foot 3, and 130 pounds. No match for a man. I've been in two situations where I fear for my safety in regards to being accosted by groups of men, having four younger and bigger in stature brothers, and countless male friends. Once I voiced my concerns and fears, I didn't have to do that anymore. I will say that I've read about women like myself being attacked, even with them being with their parents. 
our partners, excuse me, especially since the femme doesn't d- didn't respond as the men wanted. It's definitely a fear of mine. I just want to share this because I know a lot of more of my more masculine presenting friends have had this happen to them. And so, yeah, Jessica, when you mentioned that, I was like, damn, that was something that we did not really discuss or touch on in homophobia. And the collective consciousness, because that's literally right. what today's topic is. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's so funny. It was so out. funny you brought that, that to the table. Right? Thank <gasps> you. I hope we do it justice. Yes, the one fun. thing she did overshare, though, about, right? She going to say she yeah. come from, she got older and much larger brothers. You 5'3". I know your brother is much larger than oh Justin. <laughs> Friend, what did you find in those SoundCloud streets? A duh. I tiptoed into Dustin's Twitter streets this and week. Welcome. Real Nina D. Glow said, break a leg has a few sources. Because remember we were talking yeah. about, where did that come from? <clears throat> the curtains on the sides of the stage that actors pass through are called the legs, and not everyone was allowed to perform. So if you got to, quote-unquote, break the leg, you got your chance, and that's also the origin of your big break. Mm. Also, in England, if you got to bow before Queen Elizabeth, which mm. was more like a curtsy, it was called breaking your leg. The best from the cast were allowed a private bow, and these are two of the most popular versions of where the saying comes from. Mm. Hashtag actor's life. Well, thank you. The more we know. The okay. more we know. That Insert was really the comment cool. flying across. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What'd you find in the streets, Dustin? Um, first of all, I found shock and awe that last week y'all literally let me slide without doing the in the streets segment. Literally nobody responded and said, Dustin, you didn't do it in these streets. I don't know how Remember you I told y'all that? that. I oh, caught it, oh, but no, I was like, no one listening. No, nobody. Remember, I told y'all, I was like, we're just going right, to see we if somebody said, oh, yeah. So, wow. Boom. You know okay. why? Because they're waiting for the story at the end. <laughs> 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 Someone said they've been listening to the show backwards. <laughs> <laughs> they got to figure out what happened to the story first. <laughs> like, I need to get this part out of the way. Right. Okay, so real quick, we just got a couple tweets we need to highlight. Number one, yeah. Jack A. Harry, she tweeted, Hey, Jackson Jills, it's February, and that means 227, February 27th, is just around the corner where we celebrate the show 227. As always, I let you guys know when this show comes up Aww. that it is a fundamental piece of who I am when it comes to being funny. So she said, This year I want to celebrate by taking, or excuse me, by talking about some of her favorite fashion moments from style icon yes. Sandra. Sandra Clark, because if we're being honest, Chick really doesn't get enough credit. So she's doing 25 days of Sandra. And every day she's talking about a different fashion moment from 227. I thought that was really cool. Oh my God, I have to follow that. Yes. Okay, Um, I want to give a shout out to that grape juice, like I said, who um, (laughs) (laughs) wrote an article that said, ring, ring, Nicki Minaj fans released Tommy Lyons' personal phone number and they attached actual like screen grabs of people who like showed screen recordings of them calling the number, answering and saying, is this Tommy Lyons? She gets quiet, all that. I, I am just, this really, he made my day like really made me smile um I want to give a really quick shout out to (laughs) Benjamin Seaman Benjamin J. Seaman and Seaman is spelled S-I-E-M-O-N who tweeted hi Joshua Trump apparently some nigga named Joshua Trump is mad because he got the last name is Trump (laughs) uh, you know whatever so he said I'm sorry you get bullied at school for your last name my name is Ben Joseph Seaman 
Semen, S E M E N in quotation marks, or B J Semen. Oh, I didn't, I didn't visit a porn set to feel better. You don't need to go to the State of the Union. So President Trump's, you know. Anyway, he had told somebody named Joshua Trump they could come because he's last name Trump, but he'd been getting bullied in the school. So that's what that, that's what that was about. But I just thought that was funny because the real joke yes. was that they was calling that guy B J Semen. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna laugh? <laughs> okay. That shit is funny. Last one, and this one, I mean, like, I really, there's no way we can make this up. So, Ja Rule fucking tweets. Oh, for, he tweets Damn. for bookings with quotation marks and a link for you to like click if you want to book him. So, somebody named um, at S L V T E R tweet. They quoted the tweet and said, "Fool me once with an ellipsis." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god exactly <laughs> and that's it in these twitter streets my word so i was telling the guys that you when i asked you guys to send in ideas for hot button issues you guys first of all y'all blew up my email but i was really glad Blow because as i was reading through it they were really amazing topics and so i told the guys that i think once a month we should start dedicating the hot button issue to a topic that you brought up in the emails. And of course, like I mentioned last time, I'll give you credit if you don't want credit because there was someone that also was like, don't mention my name, you know, because the topic they brought up, I guess, was sensitive and they didn't want to trace back to them. But whatever the case, in the email, when you're sending me ideas, let me know whether or not it's cool to say your name. And then I also had two suggestions for you guys to see if you were down. So I think... Because Dustin's story time ends in cliffhangers, it would be good for that to be like the end end of the show. So how would you guys feel about moving up the uh, black business and then instead of us doing the church announcements and just looking around and saying nothing, 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 let's only bring that up if we actually have church announcements. Okay, well, girl, you can ask us this shit for we got on the mic. No, I'm just, I'm just playing. Because <laughs> if I if we had done it well, separately, people would be in the comments like, "Why yeah. is it switch?" And, I, Why but, and that's here? another thing. Quit so asking. Now, Mind your business. <laughs> Remember boundaries this year. We establishing them. Don't worry about why and how. <laughs> so now they shit. see the literal change yeah, happen exactly. in real time. Okay, okay, I'm fine with it. So all the, in. All, <laughs> say I. <laughs> <laughs> Say, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, my Lord. So this week's black business, I just want to shout out an app called Giffetize. Mm-hmm. And it's Already black like owned. it. <laughs> oh, my Lord. It's black owned. And it's an app where you, that helps you save GIFs and videos from Twitter, Tumblr, and Reddit straight to your phone. Been asking for years. Remember, you were trying to mm-hmm. teach me with that other app. And so this one, I downloaded it and it's super easy. Yeah, I was like, okay, it wasn't hard. It even has a tutorial in case, you know, you're not. (laughs) You know, savvy at all the things. Um, Things change every day now. You know, and and I love it because remember when we had Zion come come on here to talk about crypto? It's his Mm -hmm. friend. Oh, nice. And I'm like, look at these awesome young men in tech. The fact that he created something that important. I mean, think about it. Everyone's going to need that and use that because I hate seeing the tweets under a GIF where people are like, would you type in to get that? Right. Or where'd you get that from? So now you can literally just swipe it. And so it's called Giffetize, G-I-F-I-T-I-Z-E. 
It's in. It's only for iPhone, unfortunately. I'm sure he'll expand over time. This is. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the so, good old days. so find it in the App Store, and that is our Black Business Highlight of the Week. Give it to me, Captain. Downloading it literally right now. It is a great app. It, you see how I've been sending y'all all these videos and gifts? That's because oh, I'm that's on how you now. Been snacking. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, okay, fine. I'm that bored. video is Sante sent us, though. I can't. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> This girl is on fire. She's like, not the harness. That was the best part. Oh, my God. (laughs) Today's episode is also brought to you by some of the best cupcakes I've ever had, baked by Melissa. (laughs) Baked by Melissa's cupcakes will change the way you think about Valentine's Day gifting forever. Every cupcake is stuffed, iced, and topped entirely by hand. And they're all perfectly bite-sized. So you can have one in every flavor which you'll want to, especially considering the lineup of special Valentine's Day flavors, which includes milk chocolate, red velvet, strawberry made with real strawberries and buttery streusel, vanilla cream, and more. So this Valentine's Day, send your loved ones the perfect gift with Baked by Melissa. But remember, the last day for standard shipping for Valentine's Day delivery is February 12th at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Go to bakedbymelissa.com slash friendzone today sign up and use promo code friendzone to get 15% off your next order this is a special offer exclusively for podcast listeners so make sure you take advantage that's 15% off at bakebobmelissa.com slash friendzone using promo code friendzone so to tie into last week's episode that video I, no, not that video. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been interesting. Ooh, there were Somebody's visuals. Nail? What? Oh, sorry. Nothing. Someone's Nothing. nail? Well, you know it ain't mine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. So, okay. So, last week, we touched on different... <laughs> sorry, they're really staring at a nail in the rug. <laughs> I'm just like... <laughs> What color is it? Is it colored? It's designed. It's like, it's got some designs in it. It's like one of them prints on. <laughs> I'm trying to kick it over and see the other side. Oh, my Jesus. Yeah, it's yes, definitely a nail. <laughs> ew, ew, ew. Okay. <laughs> so I wanted to talk to you guys about gender performance and gender roles. Apparently somebody ain't doing it no more. <laughs> <laughs> And it stopped immediately. (laughs) (laughs) I know I didn't hear it waiting on the other shoe to drop. (laughs) But a whole motherfucking thing in there. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I quit. I just want to hit the nail on the head. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about gender performance. How much of <laughs> I can't even like there's a nail on the floor. <laughs> with a design. Apparently you ain't alone. <laughs> Go people couldn't. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Does gender performance play a role in your dating life at all? Because I remember Asante had shown me 
Let's get into it. We talked about <laughs> it last week a little bit when you were showing me the dating app. I think it was city we were in, but Asante and oh, I were yeah. curled up on the couch looking through, and that? I was like, him, him, pick him. <laughs> Remember? <laughs> um, we had a lot yeah, of fun with that. Yeah, I was giving you a crash course. Yeah, you know, we, we have a very, you know, we have history. We do. In the phones. That's why I was showing you. I was like, you know what? Damn. It was great. Yes, it was great. It was. But you also showed me. <laughs> Many years we went to the Broccoli City Festival. Wow. <laughs> Wow, do you remember that? Oh my God, remember sharing, didn't we share one Yeah, room, in, in D.C. The two of us and Fury. Yep. And then, do you remember I was going through your phone? I wasn't even going through your phone. Yes. I remember what happened too. <laughs> Asante saw one of my and, news. And then you looked and at me. And he gave me the thumbs up like, this is good. And then you and then you were like, oh, I feel so close to you now or something <laughs> like that. And in my mind, I was thinking like, me too, girl. Like, <laughs> Because, you know, when you know a little bit too much of your friend's business, then it's like, are we friend friends? Hi, Mom. <laughs> oh, Hi, Mom. my God. <laughs> hey, Mom, too. I ain't seen nothing, Mama. <laughs> I ain't seen anything. And I would have turned my head. <laughs> oh, no, but when you were showing me the app, yes, you were showing me that there were certain... Uh, things that come up things that come up and it was like so common where they were saying like no femmes yes and I was like can you break that down because I wasn't understanding what that meant and you started to break it down I say break it down for those who are like what are y'all even talking about um, so I kind of tried to touch on this a little bit last week when I was talking about yeah. uh, internalized homophobia mm-hmm. and that being a big thing. But um, one thing that I see a lot on these dating apps specifically are a lot of men have these issues where they're like, you know, uh, if you're not masked, don't bother me. Or if you if you can't talk about um anything like other than like if you can't talk about sports around me and my boys, then don't hit me up. And it's like, it wasn't like preferential as much as it was. They need you. They're, they're trying to say, if you don't act like a man, then they don't want you. Cause why not get with a girl? If I wanted a, a girl, I would get a girl, not a man like mm. that whole mentality. And it comes up a lot on the dating apps. I noticed it was almost every profile that you showed. Me. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is really a thing. Um, and then, <clears throat> what got me interested in that was because it's it it's like <laughs> Dustin's cracking me up. <laughs> it happens to all of us in different ways. I was telling sharing a story with you guys earlier how I wanted to cut my hair again because it's grew pretty fast already and I'm like missing the shorter hair. It's just easier to deal with and it was cuter and styled. I can just kind of get it. It was very cute. Wasn't it so cute? Um and then a friend of mine was like, You can't cut it because you're you're about to start dating again. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what does that have to do with dating? You she know was that, like, you know men don't like short hair. You know what else that made me think of when you said that earlier? Mm-hmm. On Top Model, how when they used to get the makeovers, the girls used to cry when they would get their hair cut off. Almost oh, felt like they right. weren't pretty no more. Right. And like that it always took away so their femininity yeah. or like it took something away. And I have to be honest, the day that I cut my hair, I remember the Uber driver taking me to the salon. He knew who I was, and he was like, what are you going to the salon to do? And I was like, I'm going to cut my hair. And the first thing he said was, as long as you don't cut it short. And I remember <laughs> laughing because I'm like, bro, who asked you? <laughs> like, I really didn't ask you to give me tips on hairstyling. Right. And when I posted the video uh, on Twitter, I believe, of my haircut, men were like, saying really crazy shit like the women were all like you look so good you're so beautiful oh my god I love it goals 
I got to save this for when I get my hair cut next. And then I had a lot of men like, why the fuck would you do that? Like, damn. <laughs> yeah, oh, like, man. And it kind of was funny to me that I was like, why? What would that matter? The haircut looks so cute. And I was thankful that I didn't not do it because I actually was really, really happy with it. But there was that moment, you know, where even when I was telling people beforehand that I was going to cut it, a lot of the men in my life were like, you're tripping. Like, don't do that. Your hair is so beautiful. And it is such a part of, you know, you and your look and da da da. And I'm like, yeah, but. Anything you do would be a part of your look. Right. And also, like, I don't know. There's, I, I think. With this whole idea of gender performance, I've never really played into that. And I have even dated people <laughs> who wanted me to be more feminine in a lot of ways. Because you guys see, like, I'm more... The clothing that I wear would be not view- would not be viewed as feminine. Right. Like, and you still pulled. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's funny. <laughs> and you know what Andrew I do Caldwell. notice? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Is a hat custom? <laughs> Kardashian <laughs> mutter. <laughs> I am very entertainment. Hi guys. Yes, I love you. Go, I'm go No, ahead. no. Did you see the video oh this week God. where he told someone I could take your girlfriend yes. and she would come up to me and look at my thing and say, "I really like that." <laughs> Boy, that biscuit face motherfucker is funny, no, man. Awesome. I don't care what nobody he's said. Awesome. He is funny, man. <laughs> oh. Anyway, go on. Go right, on. Go really on. get back. <laughs> I do notice that men treat me differently depending on what I'm wearing. If I have on, and I don't mean differently, like they show more interest, even a matter of courtesy. Like mm-hmm. if I'm wearing a dress and heels and my hair is out, Everyone's holding the door for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like people are just treating me with a lot more like the white glove treatment. When I throw on a sweatsuit with some Jordans and a hat, which is usually me every day, it's totally different. I'm not saying that men just completely ignore because hood dudes still go look at you on the block. They right. don't care. But for the most part, dudes will let the door go in my face. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of shocking. Like, I'm the same person. I just have on a different fucking outfit. And I noticed that the response, <laughs> like I said, it's not just who hollers or who doesn't, but even just... The in, way you're received. Yeah, yeah, just the way you're received as a woman. It's interesting how those dynamics play into your day-to-day, like move, like being on the train and walking in and out of buildings or even who chooses to give up their seat. I was thinking about that, too, as you were saying that. Like, in my mind, I was thinking about, like, even common courtesies and chivalry. That's what I mean. Common courtesies. Not even, like, yo, can I talk to you? But, like, getting up when you, like, I guarantee you if I have a more, quote-unquote, feminine outfit on the train, the dudes will get up quick. Right. Because they're like, yo, excuse me, miss, miss, beautiful. But if you got baggy clothes on and stuff like that, they're like, oh. But the way I'm dressed right now, it's like, they're like. she, But she can handle standing up. (laughs) I'm one of the guys and it's like she don't get courtesies and I just find that interesting because it's like it's fucking clothes it's clothing have you can I ask you a random question (laughs) absolutely have you ever been on the train and seen like a man struggling or something and then been like I should get up for this dude and you probably have of course there are probably so many people that 
are just that have looked and seen somebody struggling, man or fee, or a woman, and just been like, okay, and gone back to doing what they're doing. And True. some people do that on a regular until they see somebody they're attracted to. And most hood dudes you speak of only interact with either people that they know or people that they're attracted to. Outside of that, they're not really showing even like a regular decency of love or whatever in the neighborhood, which is so fucked up. Yeah, it's true. And even I had an event I was invited to at the Met that I was really excited about because it was uh, Microsoft and the Met. It Mm -hmm. was like showing how artificial intelligence and the art world are coming together more and more in the future. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that sounds so great. I was honored to be invited. And then they sent, you know, a very specific dress code. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was Mm -hmm. like, and I didn't go. And my mom was like, you really not going to go? I was like, I'm not. Because I don't know what it is about a dress code. Right. That turns me the fuck off. I don't care what it is. I'm not going. Right. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And so I think, I don't know, it's just, I find it interesting how even in relationships, even walking down the street, something as simple as a fucking pair of pants, you know, what you, however you choose to quote unquote present that day will really change how your day will flow. You know what I think is interesting, well, what I find most interesting about gender roles, because when it comes to people having a preference, to me that those waters get really gray really quickly. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is completely okay for people to be attracted to what they're attracted to. Where it gets dangerous is when you feel like you have to make a declaration of that. Mm. Um, and, or you you go out of your way to let people know. Like, you know how you see certain people that only date a certain type of person and they the conversation is always surrounding that issue or they want to talk about why they don't date down. other people you know what I mean exactly I think that's where that gets dangerous but you like in this case we're talking about guys you get you're attracted physically to what you're attracted to physically um you know the same goes for emotional attraction mental attraction all those things right and I'm fine with you liking what you like even I understand why it can uh, why it is something that is of concern or of note in the dating app world but if it's a dating app specifically for people being attracted to each other and hooking up you kind of need to let people know up front what you're attracted to or whatever. There's a way to responsibly do that, though. And I think that's what you run into, which is right. people are completely irresponsible with that um, task. Um, beyond that, where the gender role conversation gets interesting to me is, and dialing back to mentioning Sister Circle TV, I saw an interview on there uh, Monday. That was a wrap up of all the events that took place on Super Bowl weekend. And we all know that Bow Wow got jumped on by his um, girlfriend or or a girl he was dating or whatever. (laughs) The Internet was ablaze with jokes about him getting beat up, his ass whipped, all this stuff. And I expect that um, in those spaces, like on Twitter, on, you know, in that in those Internet spaces. Cool. That's what people do. It may not be right, you know, but that's what happens. I get it. But on that show, they had a girl come on to talk about gossip. Um, It was like a hot topics kind. The segment with this young lady and Miss Quad, right? And the girl, when she started talking about, <laughs> I hope y'all don't hear that this week, I just swallowed. <laughs> but this girl, when she started talking about um, the Bow Wow situation, number one, she was laughing and smiling the entire time. Wow. And she closed it up by saying, I mean, you know, he'll be all right. He'll Bow Wow, he'll be all right. He'll, 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 he'll heal up. You know, he'll be all right. He'll be right back out there. He ain't, like, like completely acted like it was no big deal and literally was laughing and joking, saying he would be all right. Yikes. That's where that shit, that gender role shit gets mm-hmm. dangerous to me because it's not okay for somebody to be attacked to that point. And we saw what happened. Now, 
that doesn't negate the fact that it was funny because Bow Wow is a person who needs his ass whooped. Oh, my God. Right? And so we laughed and almost celebrated the fact that he had gotten his ass whipped, but at which hands is the question. And that's where it gets tricky and dangerous because there was literally, she was joking and laughing and she flat out said, oh, he'll be all right. You know, that's where the ginger rolls conversation, well, not where exclusively, but that's one point <laughs> where it gets tricky to me. And I love that. That's I think it's a perfect segue because another thing, too, is how complicit we are in the pressures people feel in trying to fit into a gender role. Because I was telling you guys earlier that a friend of mine who is a masculine presenting lesbian was saying that her partners, she's generally attracted to femmes and they want her to just be a certain way. You know, like the like if she let's say wakes up one day and decides that she is in the mood to play in some of the more feminine spaces and wear a dress or, uh, and obviously I'm discuss describing these things as how we see it. You know, mm-hmm. obviously a dress anyone can wear it. Just using it as or would it be how like it, a jersey dress? <laughs> oh my gosh. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm trying to be politically the transition correct. smoother. You know, <laughs> even worse. But if she want to wear a sundress because it's. A beautiful 60-degree day today. Right. And then, you know, decides to take her partner out. There's no room for that. There may not be no partner. Yeah, literally, the partner would be like, are you fucking crazy? You know, like, so I found that so interesting. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're a woman, and your partner won't let you play in those spaces of whatever it is that you feel like you want to perform as that day. And not even as a woman, even as a man. Remember when we talked about... um, what was that show? Random Acts of Blindness. Mm-hmm. Where the girl met the guy and he was more masculine presenting. I think they met at a museum. And then when they exchanged numbers, decided to go on a date and he rolled up in a dress. And she was like, <laughs> what? You know, but to her credit, she rolled with it. And he was saying how it was, you know, he... That's what he does. He's very gender fluid. He doesn't fit into any one role and he doesn't allow expectations of what those roles should be to be projected on him. So it was a scheduling issue. Oh my God. She just caught him on the wrong day. (laughs) Dustin Ross. (laughs) But I thought that was cool. The fluidity and the fact that like he literally was on screen with with Bantu knots Mm -hmm. and the dress and like I think he had like combat boots. I don't know. They copied Rihanna's look from that award ceremony. Marty. Remember when she had the vamp makeup <laughs> and that, that long sheath dress and the combat boots Literally with the that. It's a very nineties, you know, very the craft kind of vibe. But um but I thought that was Shout cool. Shout out to Rachel mm-hmm. True. Shout out to Rachel True. Okay, been out here telling it how it, how it is. She's so dope. Um yes. but you know, I thought like why can't we be more accepting of gender fluidity as far as like performance? You know, like if you want and here's my question to you. Because like I said, it also, we have to see how complicit we are. Because yeah. I, cause I remember uh, Maya was like, if someone you dated rolled up to the date in a dress, how would you react? <laughs> and I, I, I'm not even going to front for the podcast. I was like, girl, I don't know. <laughs> I would be like, okay. <laughs> it would catch me the fuck off guard. <laughs> you know what I mean? So you wouldn't say yes to the dress? <laughs> Oh my god! 
<laughs> he really took him so tight. <laughs> that was, I hate to say a good one, but damn it. Okay. That was good, Dustin. It was. Thank you. <laughs> like, damn. He said, thank damn you. it, Dustin. <laughs> but you know, I had to really sit and we had a whole combo, which was so awesome. That's why I love my friends because we're so real, you know, and it was no. No political correctness. No, it was like, y'all was just figuring it out. We're processing, you know, and I and I even I remember uh, whatever season, maybe season three of Insecure, where Yvonne Orji's character Molly found out that the guy she was dating was bisexual. Oh, remember, yeah. mm-hmm. and he told her like he had messed with someone in college, and the fact that she was like, oh no, like she was done with him. And then that brought up a lot of conversations mm-hmm. on bisexuality. And if, if you found that out about your partner, especially like women finding out about men, and there was some terrible takes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people online. really people really feel like it's okay for women or women have the 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 ability to be bisexual and men do not. That right. is literally a belief. Right. Yeah. That it's a different thing. Or even to be able to a experiment. <laughs> Or That's even <laughs> script flip, flip, script, script flip. <laughs> but that's why a conversation like, what would you do freak. if he was nah, wearing? <laughs> He's just running. On him, on him, on him. I'm about to just light up in here. I just, this is going to be a long one. But here, so my question to you is, oh, God. <laughs> See? So a maxi dress. No, I'm just like, go, go ahead. Full length gown. Great gowns. Beautiful gowns. Oh you are uh, on fire. Great gowns. Beautiful gowns. <laughs> Dustin, how complicit are you? When it comes to in that. Mm-hmm. Almost like forcing your partners to pick a role based on what you need them to be. Well, <laughs> again, I think this is where it's very important to be honest about what you want. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I'm pretty honest about what I want and what I'm attracted to. And so I would not, I, I don't think, unless my partner experienced a change of life right. and they decided that they, you know, something had to happen and there was a transition, then I think I would be faced with a decision to make as to whether or not I was, you know, able to be attracted to them in that presentation of themselves. Just like they decide to change, motherfucker, you think I'm supposed to just be like, okay? Yeah. Like, let me know. Because you're, you're <laughs> exactly. changing, every, you're ch- everything's changing. And I know everything must change. <laughs> I know that, right? <laughs> However, I, it's my, you know, it would be my choice at that time to participate or opt out. So True. I think that's what people need to do. And am I, so I say that to say that in general, I won't find myself in a position where I would even be faced with that. You know what I mean? And if I did, I would feel 100% comp, uh, confident to be able to make a choice in that space. I wouldn't feel pressured to like roll with the punches just because, you know what I mean? And I think that it would be unfair for someone to assume that I would just be okay with that. You know what I mean? And and I mean changing it. It could be changing any kind of way. I don't want people to think I'm talking about like transitioning simply like their sex or anything, but changing the way that you look, the way you dress, anything. No, I mean, we're focusing on presentation. Yeah. yeah, presentation. Like prime example, right? 
Like, I don't feel like I, I go out of my way to be, like, masculine presenting or whatever the fuck, right? Mm. I just wear the stuff that I like. Just like I got through telling y'all, I have been wearing jeans so tight lately, pants so tight. <laughs> I mean, just literally, like, letting it all hang out and to the right, usually. Hey. So, like, you know what I'm saying? So, like, but I had to be okay with that because for a while, my butt was a very sensitive area. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Caution tape right around my ass cheeks. You know what I mean? And and up underneath that line between my balls and my butt, like there was caution tape, okay? Stay away from the whole area. However, I wanted to streamline my look, you know, been hanging around a lot more white people, you know what I'm saying? I just, you know, so I've decided that I was comfortable with the way I looked and I didn't feel like, and I, I've, I'm at a place in my maturity and in like my um, sexuality, in my sexual maturity, right, where I don't feel defined by me having like a big butt or it's a detraction away from me, you know, my presentation or whatever. So what? You know what I'm saying? Pick a handle. You know what I'm saying? So like that's that's just there for you to hold on. Hold on. Okay. So that's what that's so you know, I say that to say <laughs> I, don't know, I wear please. what I what I like to wear, right? But imagine if I came in here, you would you guys would look at me like I was crazy if I came in here and I had on like a let me think, what could I wear that would look that would, that would be odd on me, right? Say I came in here in a... A Fashion Nova. A spaghetti-strapped, pink sequined, you know what I'm saying, half top. You know, something that was obviously like a, a women's top, right? Or a top that most that would be associated with like... Perceived, yeah, right? yeah, you know what I'm saying? Y'all would be like, okay, what conversation are we about to have? Because Dustin, as we know him, would never wear this. You get what I'm saying? So I just wear what I like. But here's the It's thing. like other people do. If you walked in with this sequin spaghetti strap mm-hmm. crop top... Tie in the back. Tie, okay, with the tie in the that back. That part is satin. <laughs> I literally would be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, because you love me, but y'all, y'all, y'all know like, y'all would be like, details let's be real here. I'd be like, okay. Right, but you would be but like, but you would, would say like, that, though. I you would, would say, say that. okay. But, I would, <laughs> but like when I came here today in this dress shirt, you know what I'm saying? You ain't said a motherfucking thing to me. <laughs> so that's what I mean. There would be, you know, some sort of moment. I'm not saying any of that is right or wrong. And I don't judge. I don't even feel like it's something I would be able to judge about somebody, how they present. I don't judge people on that I have friends close friends of all types you know what I'm saying I'm not building a world where I see things in a traditional you know way or whatever the fuck uh, I'm saying is when it comes to me and my personal choices in, in grooming and presentation and all that shit I just like to be comfortable and that evolves and changes along the way but I feel like it's still been authentic to who I am that's what's been consistent so as long as that part is consistent you should wear whatever you feel and dress how you want to dress and present yourself consistently authentic that's all I ask for right and that can that means evolving I just told you my pants is wrapped (laughs) you know and the thing too is that I think the most important part is that even if you're shocked by someone's decision to change how they present the most important part is that it shouldn't matter no so if you came with the sequins we can't lie we would be like oh right but then it would be cool like right. that's that is what it is oh you're gonna respect my sequins oh we are gonna respect yeah the sequins. you know what i'm saying because that is the consistent part about me <laughs> but here's my yeah. other question about how you choose to present because you're saying it's authentic yeah aren't preferences conditioning isn't Maybe. it coming from somewhere? Maybe, but my taste has changed along the way. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's what I've that's what i been authentic to, like my personal taste. There was a time when, you know, you was wearing, I was wearing a Nietzsche jeans. <laughs> I wore literally a 38 waist. <laughs> I wear, a, my true waist size is a 32. And I was buying 38s, even had some 40s. How was I even getting a damn belt through those? What are you doing? But that's what, <laughs> that's what my taste was. And I could not imagine wearing something like the opposite. It evolves, it grows, that's it. I don't. The difference is that I'm not dressing this way because I feel obligated to for any reason. You just wear what you like. And I wish most more people felt like that and even viewed other people's choices when it came to that in that light. As long as people, that's what I mean. As long as you're authentically yourself, who gives a fuck? Right. Okay. Yeah. Asante? I kind of don't remember what the initial question was that you had on that part. If you ever feel that you're complicit in any way on Maybe your partners or the people you're dating. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the whole time I was thinking, first of all, you know where I'm at with dating. I ain't really trying to do it, but if something came along, fine, whatever. So in when I'm bored, I run these different scenarios in my head. Like if I meet somebody and they like... I think of anything like let's say they've done porn in the past like how do I deal with that let's say they had sexual reassignment surgery like how do I deal with that like I think about all these different things in my head and like um, how I would handle any of them and I've just decided like as long as I stay true to like knowing who it is that I'm dealing with then it's not going to matter and not in the matter not going to matter in the sense of you know, we gonna always be together, but in the sense of we'll be able to work this out however we need to work it out. So, like, even if you decide you want to change and we're not going to be able to stay together, I feel like we'd be able to have where we should be able to have, like, good communication on stuff like that on why it wouldn't work as far as, like, maybe it not even being the physical aspect of it, but where you're going to be at emotionally for X amount of time or how you might change when you change yourself or feel like, you know, your feelings where they might be at. Think about all those like, little random things. But, um... I'm not at a point where I feel like I don't want um, people just because of anything, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, I just haven't met the right person to really spark my interest in certain areas. Like, I've always said if I met somebody and— um, <laughs> He, 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 uh, in certain areas. <laughs> he, he, he. Oh, God. Wink, wink, nudge, <laughs> nudge. No, but, like, I always think to myself, like, what if I meet somebody and they're, like, super femme and, like, they're really into me? Because I've never dated somebody super feminine. and like Never? No. Like, I just haven't, like, seen somebody I thought was, like, fly enough to be, like, like, damn, like, like, you know, when you just see people, you just think that they're fly. Like, you know, I, you know, you know, I don't have, like, no type. You sure the hell so that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, like, I've seen some, like, really pretty femme people, but I haven't seen somebody that's really been like, damn, I think you were, like, super, super dope. Like, I, I've seen people that I think are, like, dope and I respect, but not, like, I think you're dope and I would date. Right. Like, that's like enough dope. to pursue. Yeah. And maybe I just haven't met somebody and we've had like that chemistry because a lot of people that I end up that you'd be like, damn, I would never would see with that person. But well, we just got good chemistry. It's just there. So, yeah. So when that chemistry is there, it kind of can go anywhere. And that's an even better segue where it's like, have you ever seen someone that you are attracted to? Like the chemistry is there, but they don't present in the way that you'd prefer. And so you stopped yourself from pursuing it. Like, because you're like, I can't. They stopped me. They stopped you. I should say, yeah. <laughs> Wait, tell us the story. I can't get too specific. Well, no, obviously but not. They, but they, they were like, I don't care what you're saying. No, we're not about to do this as bad as I want to. Because let's be clear, they wanted to. <laughs> okay, but they was like, as bad as I want to. Like, we like no, because really? you know, you're Cause not. You... you don't like no. 
They was like, no. But I think it was more so them not wanting to, damn, how can I tell this without telling this story? Right. I'm okay. Like, what do you mean? Okay. They, I think it was more so, th- this was a person that I met twice. Mm-hmm. Okay. If that makes sense. So like, and, and when I met them the second time, um, when I met them the first time, we were we had chemistry mm-hmm. when I met them the second time we had chemistry as well because th- we had chemistry yeah and so they was just like uh-uh like no like because like no you like no they just were like no but I think they didn't really want to go there because I think they didn't want to like even I just think they didn't want to go there <laughs> so we didn't go there <laughs> like, but yes something. yes it has happened to me I'll put it like that so you didn't stop yourself. Which no, means you know, I'm very someone, driven. <laughs> which means that mm-hmm. if the chemistry is strong enough, it will override your expectations as far as like what the person should look like and their mannerisms. No, no, don't get should. crazy what the person look like. Well, <laughs> when I say look, I mean as far as their clothing, mannerisms, how they present. This wasn't a case of that. This was... I can't. I can't tell this story. There's no way that I can. But let that me just say that funny. in this case, I definitely. Um, this was something that was not. Um, it was something different. It would have been something different. And I think that they just were scared to play the game with me. That's what it was. That's interesting. But I was four flat down. <laughs> four. You hear me? <laughs> so. What about you? Um. I don't really know where we were at there because I really just had something else I wanted to go back to right fast. Go ahead. Um, I know the question though, and I want I want to know your answer. No, we'll juicy. bring it back. We'll bring yeah, it bring back. it. Please bring it back okay. for me. Just because we'll just because Fran also knows that there are a lot of like things that I've been wanting to like tackle in these That's arenas I'm like, anyway. Get it out. So tackle. I'm like so I'm like I have to like just be able to remember every and keep mm-hmm. a running tally. Um, one of the things that I wanted to like bring back was on the app like. It's hard for gay men, I feel like, to connect in certain circles, whether it's like in person. So the app is like a good space for people that are like are awkward or busy or whatever. But the problem is that a lot of people view like sex kind of like as a taboo. And so when they're looking for people or they're on their profiles and they're talking about how much they want somebody to be masked, it's kind of under the guise of like, you have to be able to hang out around me and my friends and not be able to like or be able to keep this a secret in order for us to hang out. So there is kind of like that performance anxiety sometimes Mm. when you're talking to somebody. Are they going to fault you for flicking your wrist? Or if you, you know, jigged a little bit to the Beyonce song or if you knew to me of the words, like it's just that sometimes that comes up in the, the littlest of ways. And just an example, I was once talking to somebody and he literally said to me, he was like, oh, I li- I've list- heard you on your podcast. Or no, no, I've seen you on Twitter and uh, you come off a little femme on there. And I- in my mind, I'm like, okay. What? like, And I don't even really know what to say about that or give a fuck about that. Because in my mind, I'm like, this. if you're reading this from my Twitter, like if you're judging me on my Twitter, that's like a whole thing in itself. So I couldn't even really get into the whole like mask or femme phobia of that because I just thought it was so interesting or I think it's very interesting what people will put off on you and if you can't give off a certain air of something then they don't want to interact with you as if it's going to take away from their experience right. and I think that's unfortunate in certain areas go ahead oh the question okay so oh, so that's what you were about to say okay, <laughs> that's so, what I'm oh, about I thought to you okay. were going to jump in right right no, yeah. okay about, so yeah, yeah run, it, run it back for me please so the question was have you ever been in a situation okay <laughs> Where he was not I know, I'm like, have, you ever been, have you ever been in a situation where you were attracted to someone who was different than what you would normally be attracted to as far as presentation was concerned? 
And you either stopped yourself. Yeah, that, or and you went stopped for yourself, it. or you went for it. Because the chemistry trumped the presentation. I don't know how to answer this without sounding like a hoe. Like this, I'm like really hesitating. Um, well, you don't think they know what's wrong with being a hoe. Love. Well, because here's the thing. Like, I feel like I was just telling you the other night <laughs> um, about somebody that I like. Remember, I was telling you the other night. <laughs> <laughs> And one of our couch from about about <laughs> something really good that happened to yes, me, I... and you were asking me <laughs> what the problem was, <laughs> and I was just like, I don't know, like I just, there's that something was missing. It's just something that's missing. It, it's it wasn't anything wrong. Everything was right, but so I guess that's what happens when you move forward. Uh huh. Certain things can happen, but nothing beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> the way y'all are like. Because <laughs> I, I just told you, and you were asking me, you were like, "So what's the problem?" And I was just really sitting there, like, "You're like, there, there's no problem. I just don't want it. I mean, that's real. Because I like it, and you know, but from, I don't need it. I don't want. I always like really masculine men. Y'all have seen mm-hmm. the men I've been yes. with. They're a little on, <laughs> yes. the, on the toxic side, to be honest. <laughs> But I also know as much as that's my quote unquote preference, it's also what I grew up around. Mm. So that's what I'm saying. How much of your preference is conditioning and Mm. how much of it is an actual chemistry? Because that's all I wanted. That's all I've ever gone after, you know, and and was kind of like comfortable with that being my type. And then I remember I dated someone who I had so much chemistry with and he, everyone kept asking me if he was gay. It was so fascinating because... Yeah, and y'all know who I'm talking about. <laughs> I know, that's awesome. <laughs> because they were like, that's so unusual for you. Because he, I remember he had like bracelets and he had like rings, <laughs> which is that's so silly up. when I you know. think about like but, the bracelets and the rings. He had like a um, lot of them be fucked up, but true. <laughs> and he's just Did a, he have a he seashell collar. No, were right, they bangles? Because like, if the bracelets no, were making bangles. noise, then I see. <laughs> It's not so but much the bag, it's the noise that you bangles. associate. I find it also silly. No, but just regular bracelets. Yeah, yeah. And even like when he'd sit, the way he'd cross his legs and... The way he would cross... Well, how did he cross his legs? You know how old men, like, they when they just... I mean, really, there's no way to cross your leg right. gay. Like, it's just right, crossing your legs. That's what's so <laughs> silly about it. Look at that. <laughs> I ain't never seen that. But that's what's so silly Gangway? about it. Well, yes, it is. Come on. Because he, would, cause we he all... wouldn't manspread. Yeah. You know, he'd cross his leg. And Dustin is killing me right if now. If people gave you a hard time about his braces, be like, well, that's better than them silver braces your nigga got on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know which ones I'm talking about. Love after lockup. So don't be letting them talk about your boyfriend, friend. <laughs> <laughs> and he had an energy. He had an energy that was really what? <laughs> it, let's just be transparent. It would be considered soft. He was a man that was soft. You know what I mean? Like I don't look at me that like dude that. that somebody would say that about. That's, I feel that what was you're his saying. energy. You know what I'm saying? And so it was different for me. And I and the cool part about it was that he was so in touch with his feminine side that it allowed him to connect with me way better on an emotional level because he wasn't on this super toxic performance, you know, of Mm. like what a man's supposed to be. Like he played into being a man. He played into being more feminine when we needed to talk about certain things. Like he was really fluid and kind of knew when to play into whichever side of the spectrum was needed in that situation. And I thought that that was 
mind blowing for me. Yeah, Honestly, I like California guys too. <laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and, after, <laughs> and after dating him, honestly, it opened my mind up and mm-hmm. made me realize like, you got to stop picking certain people because of how they present as mm-hmm. tough because they end up being literally tough mm-hmm. to break through, like emotionally as as tough as the exterior is, the interior is just the same. And I kind of was fascinated by the fact that he was viewed as soft, but it was that softness that allowed us to connect on a level I'd never connected before with a man. Wow. But then there was also that thing, too, of people always asking me if he was gay. Mm. And I was like, this is so interesting. And, it, you know, and I didn't care. I didn't care if people felt that way. And me and him laughed about it all the time. He was like... I've always had that stigma where people thought I was gay because they thought that the way that I present only a gay man could present. Like there's no way that a straight man could be that in touch with his feelings. You know what I mean? And so he always found that really interesting. The coolest part about it is he didn't care. He never played into it. He didn't get emotional. You know, he was like, I'm not gay. Like, why does it happen? He was just kind of like, listen, I've That's what turns it. you on. He ain't give a fuck. He really Fuck them didn't. niggas. I don't care what they talking about, baby. <laughs> what you want to eat? <laughs> the fact that he was so cool about it really showed me that on an emotional level, he really had a lot going on in a great way. Yeah, he was a self-aware Completely in a great, healthy self-aware, way. Completely self-aware, emotionally intelligent, and he understood how who he was breaks a lot of the stereotypes and what's expected and breaks a lot of boxes and barriers. And so he, knowing that, still navigating the world, being that, I thought was so cool. And I was really, really drawn to it. But I can't lie, there were also times where, like, let's say, and, you know, I was still living (laughs) in the harsher part of Harlem at that time, (laughs) when he would walk me home. You know what I mean? Coming to my block, the dudes on my block are looking at me like, Hell no. So you walked in the front when he would walk you home? <laughs> Is that, I mean, there's a solution to everything, you know? <laughs> no, but listen, that's when I'm asking about how complicit are you? Because, yeah, when we were connecting on an emotional level, it was cool. But then when I wanted to feel protected, that's where it got me annoyed. You know, where I felt like he wouldn't be able to hold me down. If something happened. And I remember being turned off when we would go to certain areas if we went out or to the club or areas where like the masculine side did need to come out more. At least that was the expectation or projection on my part. And I was getting kind of turned off because he like couldn't hang. Like they were dudes that Also, oh, you was mad because he was consistent. No, I'm just playing. I'm Literally, <laughs> that's is that's exactly what it is. That's why I'm asking well, about how complicit we are. Well, wait though. Is that consistent though? Because to me, there's something extremely brave about being able to tune all that noise out and still be your truest self. Mm-hmm. So the fact that just like you just said, he, you know, was kind of unapologetically himself, to me that's there's a tough quality to that. There's a bravery to that. So I wonder why it I wonder, I just, I don't know. I wonder where it changed when he faced intimidating well, he was very circumstances. Clear, like, I'm not going to be fighting. That was kind of like his boundary. Like, I'm not going to be fighting about nothing. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. play in that he arena. So what would happen when, damn. So I remember there were times where dudes, and you know, dudes can smell when someone's quote unquote soft. Like, they can see right. it, smell it, and they almost enjoy it and play into it. So there'd be dudes if we walking in the street that would holler at me right in his face. 
Damn. And he wouldn't do nothing because that's what I'm saying about the softness working in certain times. So what would you do, friend, when that would happen? Just be like... Be annoyed. Hello? Like, what would you do? <laughs> <laughs> what would you do, friend? Honestly, a lot of the times I'd be the one that would speak up. And I would be like, you're mad disrespectful, you know, disrespectful right now. Like, you see me walking. But then at the same time, it's like I'm the one, <laughs> like, checking the, the other dude, which is kind of crazy. But it's also like... But is that crazy because you're conforming? Right. And that's right. exactly yeah. what I'm trying to process. Right. Is it because there's an expectation of what his job is in that moment? Or are you just not attracted to guys who won't respond that way in those types of situations? Right. Maybe that's not your thing. No, but, I, but can you find someone who will respond in that situation, but is also emotionally intelligent and connect with you on a soft level? You know, like he yeah, has to Yeah, but he's probably bi for real. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and that, no. Because we fight. So, you know what I'm saying? So I think that would have to be the, the trade-off. Right, the trade-off. <laughs> <laughs> but these are the conversations I would love to have because— We're going somewhere. <laughs> I started, that's why I'm asking about how complicit are you. Right, I understand because exactly what you're saying. In that moment, I remember making him feel a way. Like, right. he was kind of like— I remember he said it to me. He was like, yo, you give me anxiety to the point where sometimes I don't even like really want to go out with you because I know men are going to say something and they are going to test me. You're a beautiful woman. If I'm walking with you, they're going to say something like it's, they're not not going to say something. And he hates feeling like he has to always be on guard, ready to fight. And he was like, I don't like that. It's just not his world. And mm. then I remember I feeling have, weird about it. Because he's going like, to do that for the rest of his life, friend. I don't know. <laughs> I but mean, but also at the same time you, how can you look at him and say I didn't ask to be fine for the rest of my damn life so like you, right, we in this together it like, he don't want to say nothing. But then you'd have someone like my ex who would be ready to fight you if you even just look in my direction. Right, he's ready to throw down. But then he's also the same motherfucker that because he's that hard, he don't know when to turn right. it off. See, right. and, <laughs> it's like and it's like where I'm at. It's tricky. I, I don't think that you're wrong, and I don't feel like you're wrong at all. Right. But at the same time, I feel like maybe he was the type of guy that looks at people and wishes they would do what they would want to be done, like do for yourself the way that you'd want to be treated. But at the same time, like because me, I'm from the South and I still treat women, you know, more than I treat men to a certain extent. Like I'm still very, you know, overly chivalrous to women. But that's just how I was wired. At the same time, like I know some men that are like, oh, honey, I'm gay. Like I ain't getting up for that bitch. Like. <laughs> Like, they just don't give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, there are these certain, like, things where it's like, we're wired a certain way. So, like, you know, I be walking with you sometimes, and dudes be looking, and I be wanting to say some shit. Like, damn, you don't see we talking? Like, damn. Like, you like, do be, though. That's what I'm saying. So, like, we wired different in the sense of, like, maybe I I know, and I feel that, and I think that, and I believe that, and maybe for him, he's so emotional and I don't even know how to even try to compensate for the way he's feeling but I know that there's that certain type of person that's out there that's like well as much as I want to speak up for my woman like she should be able to do it herself or I don't see it as that big of a deal or I don't know what the emotion is behind it but I know that there are men out there that be like well you know we're expected to do, to do certain things but like why can't women do it too but at the same time right. I hate but at the same time I feel like it's problematic in saying that when black women do so much for black men so that's right. why I'm like hesitant to try to like like even d break it all down. It's just a lot. To, it's so many yeah. layers to it. And, you know, and that's beyond how you're presenting. That's also how you were raised. Right. You know, how your nature versus nurture. Right. What masculinity Manus. means to you. Even in 60 days in, 
<laughs> which is the show that we've been watching. Yo, there's a guy that went in, right? And he's like a Muay Thai teacher, like all like, you know, uh-huh, all this bravado. And then he has a son who he considers soft. And he wasn't saying it, but I really felt like he thinks his son is gay. Yeah. And so he asked the show to put his son in the prison. His son was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, I think you should do this with me. And do you know he forced his son to do 60 days in with him? And the kid was like, I don't want to do this shit. Hell, that's what he should have ran away. But he did it. <laughs> shit. You know, he, this right? season three or season four. This is, I think, four. Okay. And he did it, but guess what the getcha gotcha was? What? The father didn't last and the son did. Wow. Because he had the emotional intelligence to navigate the space he was in while the father was ready to He's fight everybody, getting yep. killed. You know, he just wanted to fight this dude, that dude. He ended up having a mental breakdown because he was always bracing himself for like war and that mm. warrior spirit that is exhausting. Mm. And he ended up leaving. And he even said, like, I always viewed my son as soft. But he's actually stronger than my ass because he completed the program. And he couldn't believe it. He was Good like, I him. never would have thought that this would have been the turnout. We usually see things through to the end. <laughs> <laughs> and even with y'all, like people project what gay men's masculinity is. But there's never been a time when I've been with y'all that I didn't feel safe because yeah. y'all be ready to fight everybody. Yeah, you know. <laughs> well, you know, but like, <laughs> yeah. And you get a lot of attention, Fran. For me, like anybody that is accompanying you in any space, like especially at this point in your life and in the things that you've done, the notoriety you have, there needs to be a, wow, a component. Very cool. Yeah, there needs to be. Where's and you find. <laughs> You're fine. Thanks. So, like, like thick, like, I'm fine, fine you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, there needs to be an element of protection there just naturally as someone who understands what that means when you go into different places. So... I don't get it. Maybe um, your ex was just lit the literal personification of someone being non-confrontational. Mm-hmm. And so at any cost, he just wasn't willing to face confrontation. Right. So I, I, do I, don't, I don't know. But do you a warrior spirit mm-hmm. exists with emotional intelligence and softness as well, where someone who can play in both spectrums when needed, both sides Absolutely. of the spectrum yeah. when needed. Yeah. Because I think that's the ideal. There's a part of me that feels guilty. Like, should I be feeling bad that I expect to feel safe with the man I'm with? Because it almost feels like a biological need, you know? Well, it also was a man who was challenging your relationship. Say that scenario was different and it was a woman who was who every time <laughs> oh, she saw you was, God. you know what I'm saying? Trying to, you know, I'm so glad we're not on camera. Trying to, uh, if every time she was trying to talk to you while you were with that same guy, you would have felt much more confident being the one who would check the action. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to it being a guy that you was walking past, you kind of thought, okay, well, you got this one. Right, you know what like I'm saying? Yeah, and I don't think that's you. Maybe it is, and if it is, then teach me. But I don't think that's you being complicit. I think that was you taking in the circumstances and being like, okay. This is your goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know what I'm saying? I got these bitches. You need to handle this nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's our agreement. So, yeah. You finna let me get my ass whipped? I hope that's what you said. Like, damn, nigga, you finna let these niggas get me? (laughs) The fuck is wrong with you? I ain't gonna let her touch you. Don't let him touch me. Capiche? There's a lot to think about. How are you complicit? Are you as fluid as you think you are? Yes. (laughs) 
Justin. Oh my god. <laughs> Those jeans are really cute, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and also within relationships, like are you a rigid person? Like, would you... At the right time. <laughs> would, you, <laughs> would you allow chemistry and feelings to trump expectations and projections? Maybe. Sometimes you can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe not. And as I go into, you know, the dating world, I think about that. When people are like, don't cut your hair or... Oh, girl, now, you you know, you need to go start buying, like, cute dresses for when you go on dates. And I'm like, do I? Or will he I show can't. up in a dress, too? <laughs> I mean, hey, <laughs> you know what I mean? Can we go get dresses together? If Are y'all going to wear the same dress? You know, if I wear my Nike tech, <laughs> is that going to turn him off when I roll up in, like, a sweatsuit? Is no, because you look cute in yours. <laughs> no, but keep it real. Like, a first date, I but show up in show... Nike tech. He's no, that's cute. Like, that's sexy. And, and what if he show up in Nike tech, too? <laughs> you're gonna be like, oh, this the one. Or you're gonna be like, damn, he couldn't, you know, dress up for my ass. Like, oh, but especially if y'all going to like a park or something, like um, like say it's like early fall, so it's not too cold, but it's not hot. Y'all could go to like Coney Island and y'all Nike Tech. No, my God, not that Coney Island. <laughs> but cute. I just find it, I find it funny that something as simple as like outfits, you know, and how you connect with people becomes such a thing where you're concerned about how it's gonna be perceived. How it will help you, how it will serve you. Just a lot of layers to think about. Lots. Yeah. And mm. so I wanted to bring those up. Thank you guys for sharing. Thank your you. It's story. just like money. Make the money. Don't let the money make you. <laughs> so if you're yes, attracted to that, be attracted to that, but don't let don't be defined by your attraction being specific. Like and exclude don't be you know, don't exclude other people from just general respect. Yeah. I guess. Just because you're not attracted to them. That's what That's I was a saying. big one. Leave yeah. people alone. For how they want to present, how they want to dress, yeah. how they want to, whether they view the soft heart, whatever it is. And most importantly, I think for me, well, I shouldn't say most importantly because people are going to do what they need to do. But I think to not put limitations on myself, mm -hmm. I will let myself be drawn to what I'm drawn to mm -hmm. and then figure out the rest later. Because I think when you tell yourself, I only like this or this or that, you know, it's like that's so limiting. So does that, does that I've mean learned there's a so chance? much about myself. From dating people outside of what I would normally date, I learned more about myself and why I had those limitations. Same, because I never would have ate a watercress sandwich, but <laughs> or or ambrosia salad. But you know, I've dated outside of my race, so you know. So does that mean, friend, you would take a dip into the lady pond? I cannot into believe you said that. I cannot believe you said that. <laughs> why not? You it's do not, not have to. If, if somebody can, look, if somebody <laughs> look, another one. <laughs> <laughs> I know my mom has her ear glued And that is it butt. for this right. week's hot <laughs> Support from the friend zone also comes from Shine I don't know about you But I think that's the perfect name for an app To advertise during Black History Month Shine <laughs> <clears throat> I'm busy, you're busy, we're all busy, and it's easy to put ourselves last on our list. Luckily, Shine is here to remind yourself that you come first. The Shine app is like a daily pep talk in your pocket. Every weekday, Shine sends you a motivational text and audio clip to help you start your day feeling like I've got this.
this. This isn't live, love, laugh stuff. All their advice is research-backed. Shine will help you handle whatever the world throws at you with self-compassion. And research shows increased use of Shine can improve your well-being and decrease anxiety. I know this for a fact because I go through a lot of stuff. I'm a person who actually suffers from everything getting on my nerves. And because of that, I need to seek out things that bring me a sense of calm. Um, a really funny guy named Shad Santiago said that an open palm will bring you calm. But I ain't trying to slap nobody. So I thought, what's another S word that I can use? Shine. Mm-hmm. So the Shine app provides me with that same sense of balance and, balance and calm. Um, and I really appreciate it for that. And if it calms me down, you know it's good. Download the Shine app today on the App Store or Google Play and go to shinetext.com slash friendzone to get 50% off Shine Premium because we only get the good stuff. You'll get access to the entire Shine audio library and enjoy other exclusive features. That's shinetext.com slash friendzone to get 50% off Shine Premium. shinetext.com slash friendzone. Now we're going to move on to the... My DMs, holla at me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Just don't send no videos of your straps on fire, okay? No. That means Dustin messages. So if you think you can make it past me in her <laughs> inbox, feel free. <laughs> I've always been fluid. So let's bring in the wind chimes. Yes, let's bring in the wind of chimes. <laughs> So, you guys, you remember Yoga with Adrian? Right? Oh, yeah, the YouTube yeah. series. My homie, well, digital homie, I've never met the girl, but she has another 30 day challenge where it's yoga every day for 30 days. You guys know she does this every January, and I love it. I think it's her fourth year doing it, either third or fourth. And it is just so good, especially for me. I'm, you know, I've shared that I'm having some issues with my spine. And it's been really nice to stretch, which is what I, you know, we're also getting older. You have to kind of like integrate more stretching into your day to day just to stay, you know, it's kind of crazy. All these little aches that are like starting to pop up. (laughs) I was signing up with a a trainer and they were like, do you have any injuries? And I was like, (laughs) do you have any time? (laughs) (laughs) It's just sad out here. But what I love about her is that she can she provides guidance. You know, you can obviously stretch however you need to. And I think intuitive stretching is really nice because nobody knows what your body needs more than you do. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something people should do in the morning before bed or just any time throughout the day. It's a good practice to add to your day, Hmm. Um, even just for stress levels. You know what I mean? For circulation, for oxygen to your blood, like all of that. But. I love her because she's funny. She guides you. It's challenging. Some days are really soft and restorative. Like she'll have days where you're literally just stretching softly on pillows on the floor. Then there'll be the day where it's like a 40 minute one where you're literally drenched in sweat. And I think that's the fun part that, yeah, it challenges you in different ways and kind of allows you to push the boundaries that maybe you wouldn't think you could hold a certain pose or even do a certain pose. Mm-hmm. And then once you do it, you feel really good. I always feel super gassed afterwards. I always say, you fucking did that. Man. That's because that awesome. of the pose, friend. Just let it out. It's yoga. Don't nobody care. <laughs> <laughs> Break wind, girl. <laughs> and the cool part of doing Damn it at it. home is you can do naked yoga. Which is, mm. yeah, no, listen, it is. I'm with really that presentation. 
it is really, really nice to do naked yoga. I light candles and dim the lights, or I have my light bulb that has a remote control and it has the color so, wheel, so I can vibe out the room to whatever color I need that day. Yes. Just get naked and do yoga at, at we home. We gotta keep the candles away from the mat, though. <laughs> yeah, especially if they them low glade ones, because oh, you know sometimes MG. you hit the right pose naked. <laughs> oh, baby, <my> God. <laughs> <laughs> baby. <laughs> But it's this is the beauty You'd of a be private. You'd be that girl in the video. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, Ooh. <laughs> not the harness floor. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Yeah. The beauty of a private practice mm-hmm. is that you can do whatever you need to be comfortable and to feel good. I know the concern most people have, especially women of color, is that you don't see very many women of color at yoga studios. Um, I know even with bodies, like everyone looks the same. So I know a lot of people who have who are bigger bodied, they tend to feel really uncomfortable. They feel like there's not a space for them. It's just not an in- inclusive space. And mm-hmm. so the beauty of a private practice is that you can wear what you want. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Put your mat wherever in your house. You don't have to be worried about who's farting, who's staring, who's mm-hmm. looking at you crazy or looking at you like you don't belong. So I always encourage people to start at home, you know, or stay at home. I think it's beautiful either way. She has a new one. It's called Dedicate, which I really love. Dedicate Mm. to you. (laughs) And I just love it because, like I said, she's just really easy. It's for pregnant women. It's for people who have never done yoga before. So she encourages people of all levels, all body types, all bodies to try it. And it's really nice. And the best part of it is that at the end of the 30 days, honestly, you feel so accomplished. That's wonderful. You yes. know how discipline is like the hardest thing to start. Mm-hmm. And so to do anything. Unless they're your kids. You don't ever mind beating <laughs> their ass. But other than that, it's okay. hard to whoop somebody else's kids. No, I'm just it's fine. hard to get your footing. <laughs> it can be hard to get your footing with discipline. And so I think this is a great way to step into it. Tell yourself you're going to do it, stick to it. And by the end of it, like I said, you're going to feel so proud of yourself for showing up to the mat for 30 days straight. You can go to her YouTube channel. That's Yoga with Adrian. She spells Adrian, A-D-R-I-E-N-E. And you can see, because she just finished literally five days ago, you can see all the 30 days already there. She has it in a playlist it was for January, so I'm sure maybe some of you who have been following her because I've suggested her before already completed it. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't, like me, who didn't get a chance to do it last month, I'm going to start it for February. So feel free to be my accountability partner. We can check in. Um, you can tweet me, DM me, whatever it is, email me, and we can keep each other going and staying afloat within the 30 days so yes something i think will be fun it's good for your body stretch yeah. stretch stretch and honestly even if you don't do the 30 days just <clears throat> incorporate some of the days into your month and see how your you body niggas can at least do 15 <laughs> <laughs> it's getting <And> crazy <laughs> <laughs> and see how your body well thank you and you only need a yoga mat And if you happen to have yoga blocks, you don't need them, but they are helpful if you're new to yoga because some of the poses sometimes can be a little rough and the the block gives you a little bit of extension. Maybe your your hand can't reach that low or your leg can't reach that far and the blocks kind of help you hit the poses with a little more ease. So that's it for this week's wellness segment. Is there a yoga pose called the Quan? (laughs) 
by any chance. <laughs> Hit the quad! <laughs> now I want you to dip into the quad and up into the hollyberry. <laughs> Asante, take it away, Mr. Music Man. Welcome to Music Land. It is very funny that you ask if that was called, if there was one called the Quan, because Apple has a playlist, and the playlist is called Hip Hop Dances of the 21st Century. And I just wanted that to be the high, the music segment. Right. Oh, hip hop dances. Hip hop rapping girls time. <laughs> <laughs> girls time. So this Sounds playlist. Sounds like a BuzzFeed video. Yeah. <laughs> right. And then when I seen the playlist, <laughs> it is a BuzzFeed video. Because when I seen the playlist, I was like, damn. <laughs> wow. Because we were just talking about this the, the other week about, you know, if Soulja Boy was like the first to do this dance or whatever. But then to listen to all these dances that have been since and before or around, I was like, damn, this is crazy. So I wanted to give a shout out to, on the list. Uh, the first song that they have here listed is uh, Juju on that beat. Hey. Um, I hate that fucking song. Why? Do you know I how just to want to hear the original. Beat? No, I don't feel this, but you know I shouldn't say I hate it. It's not for me. Juju on it. If they don't know what Juju on that beat is. Okay. 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 <laughs> I just be like, damn. Um, I also in this era, watch me whip slash nay nay silent toe. Watch me whip, bitch. <laughs> Another song I never have to. All these songs are the new This Is How We Do It to me. <laughs> like, I know. But the thing is, these little kids, you ever watch a kid on the street, they can't even stay still. They have Every to do kid it. is doing the nay-nay, the whip. Uh, what's that one where the hand goes like that? The um, it's a uh, it's a name, a person's yeah. name. Yeah, What's I can't, it? Uh, I forgot uh, what it's called. This is why it's not for us. <laughs> right. I love it for kids. The shoe, like kids, yeah. cannot stay still. Yes. It is insane how these dances have like taken over the that the I body. love. It is, I mean, it's cute. Yeah. You see Noah doing the shoe. <laughs> yes, young Noah, the guy hitting it. Remember when Lonnie Love was doing it? Bobby Schmurda, Easy Spirits, and that off white thong. <laughs> Wait, what? Bobby Schmurda, hot nigga. <laughs> Hey, what was Lonnie Love? Oh, I think I remember it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was the jam. That was dope, though. Yes, free shmurda. Uh, not hashtag Nene. I never knew the name of this group was We Are Tunes. Nah, bro, you gotta lean, bro. Like, what you talking about? Like, bro, like, put a little rock. 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 Bro, like, put a little Drop that nay nay. <laughs> Drop that nay nay. <laughs> Grow up knee knee. Now one of this one is one of the goats, you know. Soldier boy tell The blueprint. Okay. Now, I love watching him do the dance so he will get down. <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's so dope. And then the words are so lit and so crunk. It's just a moment. It's just a good song. It's just a great that song. steel drum. It's just great. All of it. <laughs> Shout out to Soulja Boy. Man. Doom, doom. 
<laughs> Cali Swag <laughs> District. Teach me how to Dougie. Shout out oh, to Gabby was... Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Hit the Dougie? Remember when she did that? Remember when she hit the Dougie for that white woman and you would have thought that's who was doing it no, when she dancing? No, you don't remember deep. that? No. I'll have to show it to oh you. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, another great one I would like to highlight is uh, DJ Unk. <laughs> Walk It Out. Hey. Walk It Out. And then this is the remix. Walk It Out. This- Do you know who was on this remix? Oh my god, it was Outkast and it was Jim Jones. What on the remix? <laughs> yeah, on the remix. yeah, I remember I, walking out like, like Usher. If, if you say real talk, I probably won't trust you. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I heard that. <laughs> I remember Jim Jones. <laughs> Jim Jones and, and, you know, and Outkast. And you know he wow. did the balling on the he yelled that out on the track. Wow, what a time! Also, damn, so many moments. I still like Jim Jones music. <laughs> I do. Too. I'm sorry. Yeah, some social. <laughs> Listen, we're gonna come back to this during your segment. That diplomat album was I can't good. help it. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> look. They didn't have some, Why'd you I, say look, it like that? When we was, when I was watching Love and Hip Hop Nick, I was like, damn, I wish I would have gone to the Dipset reunion show at the Apollo. I was like, damn, I missed it. It was out. at the Apollo? It was at the Apollo. I could have walked there. That's what I'm saying. I was like, damn, it was right here. It was probably sold out so quick. Though. Right. It was one of them things, yeah. you know. Um, you know, also because we're in the South, Young Jock had a song before he became a reality TV goon uh, called It's Going Down featuring Nitty, who was on the beat. <laughs> Still love it, but. It's Nitty Beat. Boing. <laughs> That's all I'm going to give you because we ain't even going to be able to get I to the rest of it. I used to love that damn song. I, yeah, me too. Yes. And then everybody just. <laughs> that damn neck crack. All that college pod. <laughs> where they chop cars. It'd be like, hey, going off. Right. Now, speaking of going off, and we still in the South, them franchise boys had lean with it, rock with it. Oh, my God. Yeah, You want to talk about hood classic? I'm not even going to play that because hood classic. Um, <laughs> New boys, you're a jerk. Yes. Did you jerk? You're did you jerk. ever do the dance? Jerk. 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 No. Yeah. Jerk. It was jerk. just that like. The little. That it's like a, like a backwards. Like, yeah. 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 That's, yeah that's, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> I never did it, but I know. Oh, it's a lot of things on this list. <laughs> this one, this one's Harlem's very own um, web star and Young B. Hey, chicken noodles, chicken noodles. That's just a, it's just a good song. It's just a jam for real. Not to ring the alarm. <laughs> Ooh, if I was a DJ, I'd mix them up. <laughs> <laughs> I let it rain. I clear it out. I let it rain. I clear it out. I let it rain. I clear it out. Let's get it. 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 Why? The rain clear it out. Why? Why you did it so hard? Look him. Look him doing it. Uh, Sorry, it just had got on my spirit. Woo. GS boys, the stanky leg. <laughs> oh yeah, do the stanky leg. <laughs> that ain't for people, you know, your knee replacement crowd. Oh boy, that ain't for y'all. Wow, Hurricane Chris, Halle Berry. <laughs> 
The first Travis Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Halle Berry. I don't remember the I dance. Remember the melody. Hurricane oh, you Chris remember is the like song? Travis Scott. Oh, okay, okay, okay. As soon as That right. beat, though. Wow, wow. <laughs> that bow is going to take me out. Remember when every fucking song sounded like this? Yeah. <laughs> That they just make you, you want to. Berry like yeah. this song? Yes, she did. did yes, she? didn't she dance to it on Ellen or some she shit? No, she didn't. She did for on God. I'm not even exaggerating for real. <laughs> she did. She like came out to it or something what? like that. Halle Berry. Hey, Halle Berry. Halle Berry. Halle Berry. What the fuck? Wow. Who came up with that in the studio? This playlist has so many things. Oh, and you know what? It's so random. You, you know what else is on here? Halle Berry. I, we was Halle talking Halle about him earlier. Jim Jones. We fly high. We fly Because you remember high. that was a dance every no, nigga God. in the club did when they was balling. I still do it. <laughs> right. Anytime you know it's supposed to be the balling part, you still ball out. Balling. <laughs> Terror squads lean back. <laughs> yes A lean back A lean back One track away back. from um, Young Joe's show The Lean Featuring T.I. Also speaking of one track That was when Remy had that blind bang The blunt bang right? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh that wait That one blind that track That was half black Remember she had white? blind bangs And the rest of her hair was black That's yes. what it was I thought you it was know, half and half but One yeah. track <laughs> well, um, that pretty much sums it up. There's also a song on here that I don't think I've ever heard, and I feel bad because it's Buster Rhymes. <laughs> it's Twerk It featuring Nicki Minaj. Play it. I don't twerk it. Is it recent? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I I have heard this song. I just didn't know it was a dance to it. Okay. I do know this song. I just ain't know the You never dance. heard this? I know the song. I just ain't never seen the dance. Oh, you just moved like Busta Rhymes and Mariah Carey was moving <laughs> on that recent performance of Baby, if you give it to me, I <laughs> oh give it to God. you. That is it for this portion of the Music Man segment. Do you want to get into your listens lately before we move on and tell me what you've been listening to lately? <laughs> Um, I'll jump in Jeez. Rest in peace to James Ingram oh, um, A man. legend So I've been listening to Just Once And My 100 Ways <laughs> I've been listening to that <laughs> um, I also want to give a shout out to uh, <laughs> I want to give a shout out to This rapper from Detroit 42 Doug um, I try to keep my ear to the streets yeah. And I asked one of my little homies That lives in Detroit I asked her what was And she actually works in one of the clubs So I asked her like What's, What are people are listening to And she's like Just get all the ghetto shit And she gave me like three names mm-hmm. I have been in heaven ever since So mm. just wanted to put that out Testament listening to the ghetto shit What about you friend? Emily King has a new project called Scenery Oh, you've been on the ghetto shit too then, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and she, I just love Emily King. She's such a nice vibe. And obviously, because I was like warming up my living room, like I was saying with rugs and drapes. So I had the candles burning and the resins burning, and, you know, putting kind of like easy breezy music. And her album came out perfect timing. Um, I was also listening to... So Maya got me watching this show on Netflix and she insisted I watch. (laughs) She was like, please, 
called Sex Education. Have you that heard? shit looks so funny. Is it actually funny? <laughs> it is really funny. It's... She made me watch it because she's working on a show. Mm-hmm. And so she's doing a lot of research just on... Because, you know, Maya is not just going to write a show. She's also going to be concerned about camera angles. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's what I love her vision. about her. Oh, my God. I can't wait to watch. Exactly. I know. So she's studying, you know, like, what will the show look like? What's the lens that will be used? Mm-hmm. You know, and just more so of the tech aspect as well, which is really exciting. So part of her research is watching different shows on Netflix and Hulu and for research purposes. And she got me watching that one. And there was an artist, there was like a prom scene and there was an artist playing the song and he was so good. I was like, let me Shazam this. And it was Ezra Furman. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it I guess, real. yeah, he's just dope. And it, it kind of gave me that, like, remember when we did the white radio? Mm-hmm. It has a sort of, let me see. I'm trying to remember which was a song because honestly, they were all pretty good. It's restaurant music. I'm with it. I'm with it. Colorado. Right. It just kind of reminded me of the white radio nostalgia. He has a really cool sound. It kind of feels very throwback. Um, And I, you know, I feel like I hadn't really heard music that like that in a minute. So that was kind of nice. And then. Last oh I've been listening to a lot of Twenty One Savage. Yeah, damn. I hope they figure that shit out because that's fucked up what happened to him, it's and I so really hope they figure too. that out. Yeah, there's all this shit with ice because I'm first generation American, yeah. so it's, my nerves have been pretty bad because ice has been detaining people who even have who have their paperwork together as well as people who don't, and that's I think the scariest part is that they don't care. And I guess we shouldn't be surprised because look at our government. They yeah. don't seem to care about much. So it's a nerve-wracking feeling when immigration is part, you know, a big part of the fabric of my family. Mm-hmm. So hearing stories like this has had me on edge. And I just like was listening to his songs the whole weekend. Um, and then lastly, Alex Isley has a record called We'll Always Have Paris. Have you oh, heard it? No, I haven't listened to it. Oh, it's so nice. Listen to this. I think I changed my life For the last time I run chances Absolutely neck licking music. That should go towards the beginning of the playlist. Absolutely. But imagine having that on 
with dim lights, candles burning, resin. Like, when I tell you I was in the mood They got to go with weekend, a view, though. You yeah, girl, you finna start that. dating, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Engines revving, you hear me? Okay. No, but honestly, that record is beautiful. She's amazing, but that record hit me. How is she related to the Isleys again? Um, she's the daughter, not of Ronald, but one of I don't I don't want to say the wrong right, but one, but one, one of, of the, the Isleys. Yeah, okay. Yes. Um, and her name. My knees can sing. So it's Alex Isley will always have Paris. Please yes. check that out because it is just a vibe. And then it was like nice and warm this weekend. This is a really nice weekend. It should be called I We About you. to Be Parents. <laughs> 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 so that's it for me. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Um, there is this rapper out of Compton named Boogie that I've been listening to. I got the album too. It's good. It's really, really dope. Yeah. It's really fucking <laughs> dope. So, I got that album too. It's good. <laughs> yeah. it, it is that good. I was listening to it. It's like some cool riding music, but Boogie. Yeah, Boogie. He actually has a JID on there on oh, one of the tracks. Sure. But he um, got an IUD. <laughs> <laughs> remember when Cheryl Underwood was like, my IUD pick up cable channels, goddammit. You don't remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Back when she did Deaf Comedy Jail. That's what she said, sucking dick, make your teeth crooked. You don't remember that? What? That's what Cheryl Underwood, that was before the prime. talk. That's what she was talking yes. shit. So, yeah. Anyway, go on, go on, go Ooh, on. Oh, I missed the, you said on Comic View? Uh, Deaf Comedy Jail. Uh, you yeah. said Comic View. It's like, um, I miss Comic View. Honorable mention, too. there are a few features on the album that you're going to like, but uh, Black is on the album, hey, Six Lack. Six mm-hmm. Lack. Um, Eminem, uh, Christian Scott, Atunde. Oh my God, I love him. Did I say that right? I apologize if I did not. And lastly, I know that you're really going to know who this is Snow Allegra. What? On the last track, Time. From the Smoke. (laughs) No. Wow, these are great features. Yeah, yes, and it's a really, really dope project too. Oh, I gotta check that out. You gotta listen. Uh, Dustin is killing again. me. <laughs> I mean, himself, he is zound. Um, again, the rapper is Boogie, and the album is called Everything's for Sale. I also wanted to highlight this singer named <laughs> Dustin. Said, I got that album too. <laughs> <laughs> that was so genuine. I want to highlight this singer by the name of Roman. He put out a project. It's Roman, R-O-M-E-N. He put out a project called Dear Growing Pain. It's the EP. Mm. There are six tracks. Um, there's like this little visual, him sitting right in his room to this one track, uh, Last Call. That's really dope. And I was watching it. He, and he could sing. Hold on. Roman. <laughs> Please don't make me feel crazy. Ooh. Just because you're lazy. Because you're lazy. I like it. Yeah, Roman's got, he's got like a really rich voice and he I does some really tone. Yeah, and does really, really interesting things and notes. So I really appreciate Roman. Again, the EP is only six tracks. Um, last call that's actually the first song on the EP but they're all worth a listen honestly I, I checked out the project he's really really dope I'm gonna check it out cause that shit sounded good right you know just a little something new they Some- might say I need I got a cue I need <laughs> what's funny is um, 
when he had tweeted that or I retweeted it, I went on his timeline to look at what he was tweeting and. Andrew Caldwell arguing with somebody. I know. I want to say this. I want to say this. I thought somebody said. I want to read this comment. I thought he was delivered. <laughs> let me tell you this. Let me tell you. Let me step out of here. Oh my God. Right. You gonna, if this I is wanted to steal your wife or steal your woman, trust and believe she would run over here. So don't come on this page. They're, they're, they're going to you. Shut up. Uh-uh. Be quiet. They're going to you and they go to these your little fans. Don't what? come on this page and try to get this together. Do, come I didn't do Let me tell you something. My, pen, my, I have, my penis is bigger than yours. <laughs> All right, that's it. Run over here. No, no, wait, wait. You got to no, listen to that. I love time. that. He said your girl gonna run over here and say, I love that. I love that. I don't know why that was so amazing. Like, I laughed for 10 minutes. And I knew what you was talking about because I was like, I just seen that on this nigga page. Andrew Caldwell. He's a star. He he makes me laugh. He needs a show. He makes me laugh. Well, speaking of shows, Music Man segments down. Let's go right on over to TV (laughs) land. Take it away, Dustin Ross, please. I don't even know where to start. Andrew Caldwell, continue. <laughs> um, okay, exactly. So, Love and Hip Hop Miami. Um, right. Shout out to Miami Tip. She actually put out a single um, called Is, Is You Mad, Mad or Nah? It was actually a pre- okay. You know, Dang. don't have any expectations of going into it Zero. as far as like lyrical prowess or any of that. But if you just want to move, it's a good song. So shout out to her for that. I also want to give a huge shout out to um, Trina. Hey. Because she actually told Bobby Lights, her cousin, well, in, in conversation about him signing to another label and not hers, she actually said that he needed to be kissing her ass, kissing her feet, and coming over her house and washing her car to apologize for betraying the family. Wow, okay. Trina, we move on. So um, shout out to them. Um, the other thing that I just really wanted to touch on about Love & Hip Hop Miami is um, Pretty Ricky, the members of Pretty Ricky, the other, the older group, Pretty Ricky, which is now called Ugly Richard, based on the way Baby Blue Whoa wow, looks. But beyond that, now they're all on the show. <laughs> and I, A, I was today years old when I found out that Spectacular and Baby Blue, Baby B A B L U E. W H O A A. Right. They're brothers. They're biological brothers. Yeah. Didn't know it. They have the same father. The father talked so badly to Spectacular Smith. I've never seen, well, I've seen some terrible things like that, but I didn't know if I was watching Ianla or Love and Hip Hop. For real. Wait, where was this happening? This was happening in Miami. He had gone, the father, a little bit of background for context, their father used to be the manager of Pretty Ricky back when they were at the height of their success. Mm. He completely misappropriated all the money. He says he spent it on them. They walked away with nothing. Spectacular goes on to um, be, he goes on to start a online social media branding company and becomes a multimillionaire. Okay, he goes to Harvard Business School, all these things. And now the narrative amongst Baby Blue, Baby B-A-B-L-U-E, whoa, W-H-O-A-A-A. <laughs> um, now the, the sentiment amongst him and the father is that Spectacular right. owes them something or he, you know, just went off and left them when they had just completely mishandled the group. Pleasure P had gone solo, so they had to do some restructuring, but they've completely alienated Spectacular. 
the things that really got under my skin that I didn't understand was how the father was saying things to him. Like, I'm not your father. You ain't nothing to me. Don't be calling me dad. You ain't earned that. Mm-hmm. Like, just, I too. don't want to be nigga. You, I don't even like you, nigga. Like, look how you I got your hair. You. Yes. Look how you got your hair like that. Because Spectacular has long locks that he keeps pretty well maintained. Um, he's a bit more polished than the other ones. Even Isn't in presentation alone. wealthy along. off of like, yes. um, like online companies. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And they're jealous of that. Mm. And I think that's what all that kind of talk is rooted in. So I just couldn't believe that the father was willing to go to those links. I hope it wasn't just for TV. I hope that's really how he feels so they can figure out how to heal that shit. But if he was willing to do that and say those types of things about him on TV, God bless him. That nigga said, I love you. I ain't sue you for the the, uh, the name. You know, that's mine. The, what, the social media and all that. That's how you know I love you. I was like, wow. But in the same conversation, later says he doesn't want to be his father because he doesn't like him. It's just very, what? yeah, it's, it's yeah. awful and toxic. And I just. I despise you. People yeah. were you ain't my ty- me. You ain't my um, type of nigga. You ain't my type of people. His dad said his that? His dad said yeah. that to him. Oof, yes, friend. Exactly. He, how was he taking that? He was standing there almost. Well, to me, like, it looked like he cry? was like. He was standing there, and I don't think it was anything that was new for him. Right. So there was a a stoic nature of him just like he was just icy when he was standing there. But it was so tragic, like, to watch that shit. Because to me, that just meant that them words was hitting like bricks every time he said it. Gosh. And then I was looking at him as he's cussing them out. He's got on these clothes and shit, looking like—never mind. Let me just say, like, as as he's cussing them out, I was ready to go in on the father. But it ain't my place because I don't get in between family business. (laughs) So, yeah, there's that. People um, were tagging me on the shade room, mm-hmm. which ki- kills me when y'all <laughs> <Yeah>. do that. <laughs> Asking me to make spectacular the black business <laughs> of the week. Yeah, yeah, he should be one week. So maybe that's why what they were sensing that maybe he had a rough week. He had television. a very rough he week. He needed a boost. So spectacular is the whiz behind the grumpy cat meme. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that's what they tagged me to. I don't know, what the but hell? apparently he yeah, is. He like you know the grumpy cat meme. Mm-mm. It's this cat that has like a, a cute little grumpy face and people use it. To, incessantly. Incessantly, right. And it even the Twitter had like a million followers. Yeah. So spectacular. Shout out to that. him. Yeah. Hip rolling along the way. 1.4 million that followers. One, yeah. yeah. Isn't that crazy? 1.4 million followers. Yes, he's behind that brand. He's truly spectacular. <laughs> so that's you know. what I learned from the shade room. Look at you. The more again, where's the comment? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's him. Isn't that crazy? So wow. there's that. New Love and Hip Hop New York, Sydney Starr, um, was very transparent this week about her journey in seeking sexual reassignment surgery. Mm. I thought that was cool to see on TV and I know that And it was um, done respectfully. By everybody but her. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. And so, yeah, <laughs> we just moving on. So, but everybody else handled it well. And I thought the presentation on behalf of the production company, I thought they handled it, you know, they showed it well. She actually was filmed giving herself a hormone shot. Mm. So for, I know that people... A lot of people that watch Love and Hip Hop don't see that process and right. don't know what it looks like. So that was dope that they did that. Um, other than that, um, I think that Maggie Mano's girlfriend is really, really pretty. Mm. And when she was singing, it was funny because she said, she's like, it just feels so good to be back up singing. And because, you know, she had been through some traumatic experiences and stuff. So it took her a while to get back into the booth to sing. And oh, that's right. She, was it his girlfriend shot? Yeah. 
I do remember that. Plaza. Wow, yeah, yeah. But once she went into the booth to sing, she was like, at the end of her, basically her story arc this episode, she was saying how, you know, it just feels so good to be back in the booth. And I know, you know, it just feels good to be singing. But the clip they showed, she was like singing like how young Miami raps. And if you know, you know, that makes sense. So like, it was just very like, oh, Whoa! Oh yeah! No! I stop! Please stop! Wanna stop go? right Ooh. now? That's how she was singing. And but in her interview, she was in her interview, like confessional portion of the Jesus. show. She was like, you know, just the passion I feel coming out when I'm singing. You know, it just reminds me of. I was like, well, Pat, they must have got canceled with the soap opera. Oh, you remember Passions? No. They canceled the show and Yorn. <laughs> So, you know, that was just funny. It was a funny moment. Um, also, I thought it was really funny. Trina's cousin Joy has been having me dialing back to Miami. Right. Trina's cousin Joy has been having me rolling on Love & Hip Hop Miami. You know I love to eat. Yeah. She went on a date what? with this guy who she totally wasn't interested in, but he's funny. Um, and so he's a rapper named Chaotic. He invited her to his restaurant, which was which was in the hood, and he was going to give her ribs. And I found a soundbite in the episode where he says, because these ribs here... It's the best ones this side of the Mississippi. Yeah, heard. And I just thought that was so inspirational. It was almost a clip of the week, but I'm focusing on black women right now. Mm. But I just, you know, in confidence, it was a lesson. Um, also, Love and Marriage Huntsville. You know, I don't know if anybody's watching. Great new show on OWN, produced by on Carlos own. King. Yes. Saturday, Saturday nights at 10 p.m. on OWN. Carlos King produced the show, follows three married couples who are working together on an um, improvement group that is focusing on North Huntsville, which is a traditionally black area, low income. They're building new homes as a collective, but getting there along the way is what the show is about and also their personal relationships. Lots and lots and lots of toxic masculinity but very interesting to watch. I think everybody should give it a shot because I really want to talk about who I can and can't stand, but y'all got to know who I'm talking about first. I want you to watch So. Yeah. Especially after really? we had these past couple episodes, you know, just to see like roles. And- oh, you talking about gender roles. Yes. Yeah. Baby. Oh, yes. And and there are only, yes. I think, four or five episodes yeah. in. So you the- can still catch yep. up. Oh, dope. I'll yeah. do that tonight. Check that out. Mm-hmm. Um, was there anything else I wanted to mention during the TV segment? No, that's it. That's it? Yeah. I uh-huh. don't care about nothing that happened on the Super Bowl. Um, I haven't seen any commercials that really moved, moved me. Um, yeah. You're not talking about Big Brother on here? No, because I feel like the hit. So let me be clear. The reason I'm not talking about Big Brother is because I'm afraid I'm going to jinx it. It's a show that's happening in real time. Mm. I am like completely invested in two of the members who are playing and I don't want to jeopardize it. So I just have been trying to just not really talk about it a lot, not tweet about it a lot, but I'm completely watching every single clip I can get my hands on, every moment of the really? live feed footage from For the real? house. I'm, I not, am. I'm watching everyone. Really? I'm That's so really invested, you. and I've never watched Big Brother before, so I didn't even understand the game. Right. But as I'm watching it, I'm learning it. And How often does someone get kicked off? Um, Twice a week now. But that wow. changes. Every, everything yeah, so about the faster. show can change. Yeah. Everything about the show can change. So that's what it's so unpredictable that that's what like hooks you in. Yes. You literally don't know what's going to happen next. And the players damn sure don't know what's going to happen. Yes. They don't even be knowing what day it is. They like when they open the thing up, they was like, ask them who won the Super Bowl because they can't have any contact <laughs> with the oh, outside shit. world. So Celebrity Big Brother, there's been so many arguments, but I just... I'm just, I just don't want to jinx it for the people that are doing well on there now by talking about it. 
I'm sorry. You about to make me watch it. It's good. I just want to shout out Karan. I hope I'm saying his name right. Uh, it was uh, Karan Karan Smith on YouTube. It was a YouTube channel that had all the Big Brother things uploaded like oh, in like real the time. Yeah, like cool. he was so like Big Brother. The show is good, but like the real moments are in the downtime that these clips come up in. And I used to watch when I was younger with my mom, and we were talking about this the other day. How like we remember rooting for people back in the day, and I was like, the game just changes so much now. Like on these episodes, but watching the celebrities talk about like you know celebrity shit from like Lolo and Candy were talking about being famous and how they handled that and. Uh, um, Candy and Tamar were talking about stuff from when they were younger, hanging out, and even Dean and Lohan talking about her dating life, like little interesting tidbits like that from these people you're getting to know, as well as them having conversations about trying to, you know, vote the right way and win games and kick each other out. Super, super dope show. Can you I love hear it. them on the live feed? Yes, yep. oh. uncensored. Yes, that's what makes the video oh, footage from the live just feed. See. I didn't think oh, you no. could hear. Yeah, you hear. Like you'll even hear over the thing where Big Brother's telling them to adjust their microphone yeah. or not obstruct or, or not speak about certain things. Yeah, yeah. they'll cut oh, the feed if if they like are about to reveal something. They'll cut the feed. Be like, we'll be right back, but like cut to another feed, another room, or something like. So one thing I will say, oh so on God, top of all of those, on top of all those interesting, like suspenseful twists and turns to the game, right? You then have the added dynamic of who are the celebrities they pick to play the game. Right. Here's why that gets cool. <laughs> Tamar and Candy have a very storied past with one another, right? They were both put into this house and obviously you can't leave out the house. You have to talk about stuff. They get to a point where they're working their issues out and things get kind of hot, but Here's where it gets cool about who is chosen. They're two very black women. And they had this argument while one of them had a house coat on, okay, <laughs> and a shower cap over a rag because she didn't want the steam in the shower to mess her hair up, okay? <laughs> the other one, and house shoes, okay? This is while they're arguing. The other one, Tamar, has a body towel wrapped around her and is literally greasing up with oil, putting it on her arms and shoulders <laughs> as they're arguing because she just got out the shower and they're both wearing house shoes. It was one of the blackest Black arguments <laughs> I have ever seen in my life and that's what makes it so interesting. I'd have already said too much. I don't want any bad juju on the beat or the show. <laughs> can, Let's move on. Can I just say one last thing? I was, because you talk about that blackness, I was watching one of the feeds and I, I promise I'm done, um, where Dina was trying to eat the pork chop or figure out who's going to cook the mm-hmm, lamb chops mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then later on she uh, went upstairs and so Tamar came in the kitchen mm-hmm. to cook them and Ricky was like, oh, Dina said uh, she wanted to learn how to cook them and so Tamar was like, oh no, we ain't doing that. Because they got Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, why are you laughing like that? And I remember falling apart at the same time. That <laughs> she did that. Would you eat one of Dina Lohan's pork chops? <laughs> In a house with Candy Burris and Tamar Braxton no. available. You could tell Dina was trying to get somebody else to cook already. So <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's all I had. So, yes. Good luck to, to Tamar and Candy. Moving on. Yes. Okay, that's it. Uh, moving on to... I keep for is is this is a story, right? This is a story. This mm-hmm. is a story. But before that, the Riggedy Remix, does anybody have church announcements this week? I don't. Y'all? You I have don't. church I'll announcements? I'll present when I'm ready. 
I just yeah. want everybody to remember that Grown Man Shit is a really um, fun project that I work on outside of this show. I never really talk about it on this show. Yeah, I know. I, know. This. I don't. You know I always get on you about so, that. Um, but yeah, it's a satirical lifestyle series that we write and produce over at CassisLife.com. And if you guys follow me on Instagram or Twitter, you're familiar with me pushing little clips, preview clips. We like to call them social clips for the show, but they are linked. This is why I really wanted to bring it up because I don't think a lot of people realize that they're linked to a full-length episode that lives over on CassisLife.com. So the clips I post and even in my story when I promote the show, make sure you swipe on up so you can go and be led over there to Cassius Life where the fuller-length episodes live. There's a whole archive of them there. Um, and it's just really a fun project that I don't think I've been giving enough light. Amplification. Yeah. And you've been working on it for a while now. Yeah, it's How been over episodes? a year. Um, we have, I haven't even done a count, but I know there's at least, there's over 40 episodes Ooh. now. Okay. So Can you yeah. spell caches for people. Absolutely. Um, it's K. No, I'm just playing. It's C A. <laughs> right. C A S S I U S Life L I F E dot com, and that is um, produced by Interactive One, Radio One, TV One, that whole family. Um, it's a great place to be. I'm really happy to be a part of that family over there. So yes, grown man shit. Um, it's a comedy series that we produce over at com. Really want you guys to enjoy it. And they really let you take the reins. Yeah. Because it is Dustin <laughs> yeah. Ross completely. It's yes. a really good time. And it's, um, it's no a filter. visual component to, you know, my little portfolio that I, I'm excited to share. Yeah, so. that you're building. Yeah. Awesome. So that's it. Yay. I'm Real glad. church announcements at another point. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And we already did the black business, right? That's right. Yeah, so now we are. So now to it's you, just sir. Now you get the spotlight the with the story time. Now we get to know it. what's happening next. That's right. <laughs> so here we go with episode four of This Is a Story. The phone was right there on his desk. All he had to do was pick it up and send one message, a message that would satisfy a curiosity that would most definitely involve killing a cat. But Ron was a southpaw, so if he grabbed his phone, it would be with the hand that wore a wedding ring. Mia, Sarday, he couldn't. No matter how empty he was inside, he couldn't fill that empty space with good feelings that were attached to hurtful mistakes. So... The phone set. He stood. He needed to move around, and it was close enough to the close of business for him to call it a day without guilt. He sent a quick iMessage to Mia on his iMac, letting her know that he loved her and he loved Charday and was heading to the gym. He always did that, sent those kind of messages, but these days it was more of a reminder to himself than it was a sweet surprise for his wife. Ron really wanted to have an honest, pure love with his wife. He did. But he shook off the thought, of course his wife should be who it was. Mia. That's the wife he had to have. He loved Mia. And the love that he did not question was the love that he had for his daughter. She was his glue, his attachment to it all. And since it was a permanent attachment, his marriage had to be as well. That was his obligation. And since fitness was also an obligation, Ryan grabbed his duffel, shook off his thoughts, and headed 41 floors downstairs to the ground floor of his office building where the gym that he belonged to was located. Chic, trendy, expansive, and expensive, this gym was purposeful for bodybuilding, but especially for networking. 
Ron waved his iPhone in front of the scanner of the glass doors, which then separated to welcome him into the facility. As his loafers clicked and clacked all across the granite floor tiles, he was greeted by the surprisingly very visible and very beautiful director of operations, Robin. Robin was tall, stunningly beautiful, and completely unfazed by any and all flirtatious advances that were sent her way. She was all business, which is why you always saw her on the actual floor of the gym, engaging directly with the guests and members who happily paused their workout routines for her friendly check-ins. She was amazing at her job and had single-handedly curated the hottest gym in the city. Mr. Ron... Who's exactly two letters shy of the greatest first name ever, Robin said as she walked out of her office door. That was their joke, and it made him chuckle every time. You just glad you got the same name as Rihanna, he quickly responded with a waving off of the hand. And she really didn't even want the name, so he added with a laugh. You know what? Go work out, Ron, Robin said with a laugh and a soft push of his shoulder. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought, he said with another laugh and headed towards the men's locker room to change into his workout gear. This day was going much better than it had started for him, and he couldn't wait to add a great lift session into his afternoon. He walked into the locker room, said hello to a few guys, opened his locker, and set his gym bag on the bench. He sat down and removed his loafers. Then he unzipped his duffel to retrieve his clothing. As he removed the items, he smelled the familiar scent of the fabric softener that he and his wife Mia used when they did laundry. The smell took him straight back to the argument they'd had that very morning in the laundry room. It seemed that all it took was the slightest thing to set them both off these days. And today it was breakfast. An argument that had started over getting their groceries delivered ended up turning into a full on blowout between the two of them. And even though arguments are a part of all relationships, their most recent ones felt different. The things that Mia said to him, the edge of her sword was particularly sharp this morning. According to her, he was evil and came from a woman without a heart, which is where the cut was actually the deepest. Mia knew about his mom. She knew everything. And she still said that. Lately, she'd been very final in their confrontations. She was saying things that convinced him she was trying her best to hurt him. That was the scariest part. She would just snap and he'd just take it. They played nice in front of Charday. She never saw them attacking each other. But the moment she was asleep or distracted, boom, another blow up. He couldn't believe she would mention his fucking mother. The one story that she actually knew about his mom was more than enough for her to never want to use that information to harm him. He was only a child. Maybe Mia was the real woman without the heart. In fact, he knew she was. She just didn't know he knew. You're going to fucking stare at the clothes or are you moving? You're in front of my locker, man. Ron was jolted out of his thoughts and back into the present by the nasty outburst from the guy who was now standing over him. I I'm sorry, bro. I I'll just be a couple minutes, man, and then I'm out of your way. No, you're moving now, the guy said, and then raised his foot to kick Ron's bag off the bench. Raised his foot to kick. That's all that Ron remembered before seeing that he was in the back of a car, handcuffed and placed in the back of that car with blood everywhere that he could see right in front of the building where he worked. 
see you guys next week for This Is A Story. As always, we love you so much. Thank you for listening to us, and we will see you next week. Bye.